passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, Brayden Harrington here with John Ceno Evil for Up Next on postwrestling.com and we are live on youtube.com slash postwrestling. Mr. Ceno Evil, what up though? What up though on this Up Next Poison Rana? So many names, so many different shows. I feel like this is like a giant conglomerate here in the uh, post-wrestling universe slash Poison Rana uh, delegation, I guess you can say. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man, on this Tuesday night talking NXT. All about NXT on a Tuesday night. That's what we do. Sino, you are one of our NXT friends, not only friends, family members, executive producers. And uh, it's a rainy day here in Toronto, not because the Leafs just lost 4-2 in the in the first game of the second round of the playoffs, which they have not, you know, made it to, but it's a rainy day. And uh, there was people outside watching the game on the big screen, even though it was in Florida, while a bunch of Florida people were watching it, not really caring. So it's just funny how the world works. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but we, we chose to watch the real playoffs, the real sports here, which is NXT wrestling. And yes, we're going to jump into it and dive all, into it. Davey just wanted the night off because he loves the Leafs so much. Is that, is that what he did? Did he want to go to watch the game or did he just make plans, I guess, for tonight? Uh, no, he was like, hey, can I just get a Tuesday off? I was like, of course. Of course you All can, right. buddy. WrestleMania season's come and gone. I feel like we need we need a few breaks in there in between uh, to make ourselves uh, a little sane. I will say he missed a hell of an episode. I, I missed a hell of a week to disappear because the, some big things going on in NXT. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, we had the the draft starting on SmackDown, going into Raw. There was a number like sixteen people got drafted, not counting the two free agents. So that's eighteen people that are, I guess, leaving NXT one way or another. That's a lot of people to leave at the same time. I mean, I could go back and check, but I don't think there's been that many call ups. Like, there's a lot of tag teams, obviously, but sixteen to eighteen people—that's a big chunk to take out. Yeah, of we're gonna have to pour a lot out tonight. Not pour whole, one out, but a whole, take yeah. a whole bottle, maybe two bottles for this one. Yeah, uh, well, we'll discuss the, the draft. We'll discuss everything that goes on in this show here tonight and possibly where some of the NXT stars end up as uh, Frank's in the chat with the, with the frog emojis, but also Surin in the chat asking, when will Sino get a night off? That's the real 
question. And you know what? I, I bring that up because you might be getting a, a night off more regularly now that <laughs> it seems TK is just cutting your shows left and right. Yeah, shot in the blank, I guess. Uh, yeah, Mondays, I guess, was confirmed last week. At Elevation was gone with the final episode. And then today, I'm just like, okay, I'm looking at the taping schedule. I'm like, There's a couple matches that can still air from Universal Studios. No tweet from AEW, no YouTube link. I'm like, I guess AEW Dark is gone too. So yeah, Monday nights and Tuesday nights, uh, for the time being, belong to WWE with Raw and um, and uh, NXT. But uh, I am actually getting a rare Saturday off. I usually cover the WWE pay-per-views, but, uh, but uh, Mr. John Pollock was like, no, it's okay. We got Backlash covered, so I could actually relax and, and watch the show in Puerto Rico. I might even watch it in my VR. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been really wanting to watch wrestling on a VR headset, and they have the Peacock app on there. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch Backlash in Puerto Rico in VR and pretend like I'm in, in wow. Puerto Rico. Wow, that would be pretty sweet. Just have some uh, can, you can't get like 40 because it doesn't have like a breeze or like smell no, there, quite yet but there's like know. people next to you and you can like actually hear them talk and then you can have like virtual popcorn and virtual drinks it's a little weird but you can actually do it it actually feels kind of cool to like be wow. like in a in a theater environment with everybody else wow uh, yeah i'm not on that vr train but i've heard you discuss it it sounds pretty uh pretty fun well, shot in the dark won't go anywhere. Maybe it will become shot in the honor, shot in the park if WH wants the gig. Uh, I don't know what uh, will will come of it, but you still cover all the other wrestling. I will uh, let people know you should follow Poison Rana on our pod on your podcast apps and on YouTube and everything. But Sino, you do this fifteen minutes or less shot in the dark show where you watch all the other wrestling. A lot of people usually don't check out or might not check out and you kind of fill them in on the results and like who's to watch and stuff like that. It's such a great show. And uh, I hope it doesn't go anywhere, even if elevation and possibly dark are, are off the table, but uh, we'll still have you in our roster. It's okay. Cause you know what? Somebody has to talk about AEW rampage, right? If everybody else doesn't want to talk about it, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start talking about rampage. See, who, do you think, who do you think I am? You think, you think I would be, be so mean to to relegate you to to that no no i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that to a friend to make you watch rampage every week no please don't be silly uh well maybe a lot of people will be watching rampage because wembley sold out well not sold out but it might sell out it's on its way to selling out with the pre-sale earlier this morning i know davy was up early trying to get some tickets he was unsuccessful but i know a lot of people across the pond were waking up were probably at a normal time for them and Look like the demand is pretty high for yeah, AEW. I mean, I'm sure these are people that have been waiting since AEW launched. You know, they've been saving up their money. They've been trying to get the tickets. And the the good thing about this is they all have like personal codes, so it's like you can't say bots bought tickets. It's actual. It has to be legit people, right? Everybody has their own personal code. So yeah, they were like thirty five thousand tickets sold on the fir- on the pre sale alone the first day. That's that's crazy. Like a four point. What was like the gate? It was like the biggest second biggest gate ever in England or something along those lines. Like yeah. it's crazy numbers. And this is pre-sale we didn't even get to the full the full uh allowment of the the c chart yet so this is yeah great, like great, yeah great for aw and great for everybody in the uk yeah it's still like only half of it is is sold and uh melter reporting today that the gate today was just 4.7 million which is like pretty crazy considering uh clash at the castle just did 8.1 million wow so yeah. that still is a tough one to beat, right? Like that's pretty huge, but I mean, four point something, like half the arena. Maybe they'll uh, they'll challenge that, they'll rival that, and I wish them the best. And uh, 
pretty crazy. I know that's what everyone was trying to get tickets to, especially people over there. So good luck, or I hope you got tickets or whatever it goes and possibly see you people there. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of some other things that's going on in the world of wrestling. What's going on? Obviously the the draft, which will definitely jump into NXT, yep. but uh, what else? What's What's going on? There's been controversy with what the Britt Baker T-shirt. I've been seeing that the last couple of days. Like that's the whole thing is ridiculous. Have you heard about this whole like controversy with her shirt yeah. and this and that? Well, so, after yeah, after watching tonight's NXT, when's the JC Jane T-shirt coming out? Yeah, right. I even saw what is it? Kylan King had a had a had a shiner from from the debuting Trinity from Impact, and she put a picture up. But yeah, basically, like she got a black eye, and then uh, the Outcasts were wearing the shirts on Rampage, and they put it on awshop.com, and then or shopaw.com and then people started complaining saying oh this promotes domestic violence like ridiculous stuff obviously um and they i think they pulled the shirt because of that and i'm just like this is like ridiculous like i can understand okay maybe somebody who sees this shirt on the outside and doesn't know anything about Britt baker wrestling might like perceive it away like if i could change one thing i'd maybe put like a tagline or something on the shirt just so it's not just like this right with like a sad face you know what i mean maybe put something on it like brit like her name or something but um it's it's obviously ridiculous people are just trying to find everything to like whatever there's something good going on in wrestling no matter if wwe or aw people always want to like take it down by just critiquing like the most ridiculous thing and this is one of them yeah is is any other form of tv or entertainment like ridiculed and just like debated and argued and and torn apart like wrestling quite is like anyone who watches certain tv shows whether it's reality shows movies or like even sport i guess sports sports like people get really into it like people fight each other physically at games when they're too drunk over opposing teams where you don't see that in wrestling too much right so i i do find wrestling fans can just get a bit too much that being said i would not wear that t-shirt in uh in a grocery store or uh something like i understand what it is but you're right maybe if it had something underneath it yeah just some sort of like font or something just different to make it stand out um i know you brought up like reality um the one show i kind of stopped watching was aw all access because it wasn't really like my thing like it just i don't know it feels a little bit more like total divas but i will tell you a good reality show that i watched this weekend and that is stone cold takes on america like i didn't even know this show was a thing like i saw a poster for it it's just like stone cold with like shades on and a backpack i'm like what is this about and i watched the first episode and it's like the premise is literally like Stone Cold's been wrestling his whole career and he missed out on all this stuff. So he like sent out a tweet and it was like, if you guys want me to do stuff, like give me some ideas. So in the first episode, he's like bowling in a, uh, um, a senior citizens league. He's learning how to do a, like be a trick bartender artist. He's like, uh, has a sand buggy going up like a sand mountain. Like what? it's like, it's amazing. I'm just like, this is great. And like, whatever he does, like everybody loves it. Like no matter what, if he messes up, like they're still going to cheer him on. And of course being Stone Cold, he's like getting competitive like during this like senior citizens bowling league like it's a, it's a, it's a great show honestly if you want a good like 40 minute watch every week uh definitely recommend this i think it's part of like the what the AD wwe sunday night block or whatever they call it i don't watch like rivals i don't even watch uh whatever show they had before that um but well, most wanted treasures i don't watch that either but i'll definitely watch the stone cold takes on america yeah, I saw the ads for it tonight during NXT. I was watching the US net, USA Network feed, and they were they were uh, hit me over the head with those ads. It does look pretty funny when he's it's like St- Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold Tom Cruise cocktail when he's with got the bottles. He's flair bartending. I'm like, all right, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Uh, I I think uh, that guy's just really likable. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Any, in does. any of his interviews and stuff as well. So yeah, that might be. I'd I'd totally pick that show over the the AEW access show the way it's going so that looks like a lot more fun 
if you could tweet something to Steve Austin to do like a regular man's job to anybody, what, what would you want to see Steve Austin do on like the next episode of, of Stone Cold Takes on America? I want to see Stone Cold working at a Cold Stone Creamery. Mm. Uh, I want to see Stone Cold like brewing beer. I want to know. I want to see him learning how it's made. I need to okay. see him like a Laverne and Shirley intro, but like Stone Cold, like at the factory with the bottles of beer. And I, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'm pretty sure in the, in the trailer for the season, they show him working like drive through at the Burger King or something. I don't know if it's okay. Burger King, but yeah. it's something along those lines. So we're definitely going to see him like working with food in one way or another. So I think that would be fun. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Uh, I want to see him doing like the the what you wouldn't expect Stone Cold to do would be the the funniest, right? So anything that's not the most manliest thing, like him and I, I still love him and Undertaker talking about wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still my favorite bit. So more of that, really. Yeah. But I'm show, happy. Yeah, show him like making his own wine or something. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of fun you could have with him. Well, I'm happy you're enjoying Stone Cold's. Uh, Stone Cold, what's it called? Stone Cold takes on America. I feel like <laughs> yeah, uh, of course Steve, it is. Steve Austin like owes me a, a thank you for promoting this show. Like so, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. everybody I talk to, I'm talking about. I texted my brother. My brother doesn't even watch wrestling, but he loves anything Stone Cold does. I'm like, dude, you need to watch this show. He texted me 30 minutes later. He's like, this is this is the greatest is show the greatest. ever. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. It's Steve Austin. What do you expect? Right. Well, uh, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I I know uh, me and you have been talking on on and off air about uh, the Mario Brothers movie that just came out, which just like broke a billion biggest animated movie of all time. I know you've seen it a few times because your son's a huge fan of that. And you were just at Mario World. And this is the the cheap plug for people to listen to. You joined me and Davey for our 93 Mario Brothers review, which I think a lot of people since the new one came out are going up and looking up and digging out. So if you're one of those people, uh, go watch that and then check out our review. But yeah, Mario Fever. It's crazy. Mario's been number one for like five weeks, Chris Pratt movie. And the only thing that's going to probably take it out from the number one spot is another Chris Pratt movie with Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's doing pretty well this year. Right. Oh, yeah. That's coming out soon. Uh, This week. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to admit I'm behind on the Marvel stuff, but this one's definitely something I think I will check out just because I have enjoyed the first two, and I've obviously enjoyed when they were in the Avenger movies and stuff yeah, like that. Plus, but. it's the last movie for James Gunn, the last hurrah him with Marvel before he goes over to DC land. So wow, people are already Turncoat. speculating. People are already speculating like people getting killed. Oh, I've been staying away from any sort of spoilers, but people are expecting right. like somebody to die. It was going to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think Batista said he's not coming back already. He's probably going to yeah. go and be like, I don't know, Lobo in DC. I don't know who he's, who he's going to play over there, but I'm pretty sure he's probably going to want to Is that who would you cast? I don't know. I'm trying Batista to think. Batista's Lobo? That's, no. such a, that's such a like not popular character. Like, he well, could be the thing in Marvel. Like, oh, wait, he can't. That's Marvel still. Never mind. I thought I heard like uh, Jason Momoa was going to be Lobo, and I'm like, he just played Aquaman. It's weird to like go yeah. from one role to another, but I'm sure there's probably some role out there for Batista I'm not thinking of that'll be perfect there's some big roles out there for Batista for sure still my favorite uh wrestler turned actor and uh to to go back on Batista to also go back and plugging a Patreon that we do tomorrow me and Davey are reviewing an old pay-per-view from 2005 featuring Batista this is going back before he even used saliva as his theme song in an elimination chamber New Year's Revolution 2005. It's the last time WWE was in San Juan, Puerto Rico. They're back there this Saturday. So me and Davey are reviewing this show uh, all the way back from 2005 uh, out on the Patreon this week featuring Batista, who I watched this show today. I was like, oh, man, you become you become like a great actor and just a, a hilarious dude in all your movies. I love you so much. And your wrestling was fine, but man, Batista, you go on to have 
a pretty sweet career. Uh, so that that is great. Oh, Muhammad Hassan. I watched some Muhammad Hassan today, and I am nice. so excited to talk about it uh, this week on the Patreon as well. But patreon.com slash poisonrana, guys. Go check that out. I know Davey's going to have another episode of The Sesh coming out this week where he's looking at Succession. They're going through season four. It's almost over. Only a few weeks left. So if you're a fan of Succession, definitely look up that show as well. Uh, what did we do last week? We did a review of The Mandalorian season three. That was yep. a lot of fun. I might put up that on uh, our Poison Rana free feed as well for you Mando fans, just because I feel like being nice. So maybe sometime next week as well. But that's my plugs for the Patreon. But you should follow Poison Rana because you, Sino, just did a What Up Doe with B Detroit where you were talking about VR and you guys did your own WWE draft, which was awesome. But then you also asked me and the listeners, who's who's got the bigger career? Who's got the more impactful career, Bob Marley or Michael Jackson? And I've been I've been a wreck all week since listening to you say that and ask me that. So I have to plug that show. That's my new favorite show. Yeah, that's a question. Like, it was more like obviously Michael Jackson is more successful. It's like more people know him, but I feel like Bob Marley is like the type of artist that like you can't find somebody who doesn't like his music, except for maybe Chris Leone. He's the only person I heard that doesn't like Bob Marley for some reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like I feel like he's just the type of artist that no matter what mood you're in, like you just can appreciate it. That's just how I feel. And it's like, just a question we kind of threw out there. You know, we'll have little like uh, debates on like different music artists and whatnot, and that's just one of them that uh that popped in my head. But yeah, the draft was a lot of fun. A lot of things that came to fruition. Like I I was like, when I drafted Imperium to raw, I'm like, Samantha Irvin has to come with them because she has like the best uh, ring introduction ever. And then she started doing it for Chelsea green where she goes like Chelsea green. I'm like, okay, now Chelsea greens are raw. Samantha Irvin needs to go to raw. And today I woke up and I saw the news that she got uh, traded with Mike Rome. So Samantha Irvin is on raw. So all is well, if that didn't happen, the entire draft would have been ruined. But um, yeah, a lot of things that we talked about, um, on our mock draft came true. We had a little fun at the end. We threw in some AW people, some indie talent. I don't want to spoil all their names, but definitely uh, take a listen. It was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool draft. And let us know in the uh, Poison Rana Facebook group or on Twitter. Just let us know who we think has the the better show from from me and B. Yes, I, I love I love uh, your podcast with B so far. What Updo has been my favorite thing to listen to. You guys are always just like kicking it and and joking around, and it's not just all about wrestling either. A lot of hip hop and TV and movies and stuff like that. So I kind of find out stuff to watch from you guys, keeping keeping what's going on, whether it's TV and movies and stuff as well. So uh, been loving that show. Uh, also, Poison Rana dropped on Sunday with me and Davey chatting everything in wrestling. CM Punk at Raw at Impact, Trinity at Impact everything going on in the world of wrestling. So that was a lot of fun. Always dynamite chat is on that show as well. So poison Rana, go find us in your podcast app. And I swear this is the last plug, but it's a doozy. It's a big one because Wednesday night this week on this very feed, rewind a dynamite, John way, Davey and myself have an announcement that is going to shake the foundations of post-wrestling and Poison Rana to its very core. And it's so big, we're we're thinking of getting Adam Cole to introduce the, <laughs> the big news, the announcement. It's so big that I won't blink during the whole time. But me and Dave are going to join John Way uh, tomorrow night for a big, big, huge announcement. Huge, Oof. huge. Don't miss it. Be there or be somewhere else. 
I'll, I'll be tuning in. I don't know what the what the announcement is. I'll be in surprise for it as well. The only thing I'll say is I'm declaring myself a free agent so I can appear on both Post Wrestling and on Poison Rana. I'm not signing right, anywhere. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'll say about it. But I'll definitely be tuning in tomorrow and uh, see what this huge, huge announcement is from huge. the Post Poison Rana. It's going to shake the foundations. If that is that what they say? They say that yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, big announcements. So can't wait for that and for you guys to tune into that. Uh, so me and Davey will be joining John away on Rewinded Dynamite just in the beginning to talk a little bit about some things that are thangin'. But I guess we can jump into some some uh, NXT. I did see some news, though. Is this this legit, Sino? You're, you're usually on top of the ball more than me. Is Alicia Fox done with WWE? What is she? I don't. Did she leave like five years ago? Yeah, like, I don't understand. I thought, like, yeah, <laughs> I thought she left years ago. But I saw now that too, I'm, and seeing... I'm like, what do they mean by that? Like, did she have some sort of legends contract, and maybe that ended? Because that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah. um, sure, I guess she's gone. I don't know. I saw that like so many people were posting that, and I was like, I don't understand what like. So, so this entire maybe... time she was under contract, and she was getting paid, and she hasn't wrestled. And probably, I mean, she's a couple of weird rumble spots, I want to say, but she hasn't been like full time yeah. wrestling in a couple of years, I want to say. She says that she's a free agent, so she can work somewhere else now if she wants. But Alicia Fox, just one of the all time greats. So yeah, never I, forget Alicia, Alicia Fox versus Molina. Last time she was on a full time schedule was in April of 2019. So I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, yeah, I guess she's a free agent. So who knows where Alicia Fox is going to show up? Uh, listen to Shine in the Dark. I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. Alicia Get Fox to the bottom show of it. <laughs> yeah, what does the Fox say? Well, I saw that. I wasn't sure either, but uh, I, I guess maybe she'll show up somewhere else. That could be pretty fun. So, I so, so no, no, Dar shows up and Alicia Fox leaves. Like, oh, come on. yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about some NXT from May 2nd, 2023. But I do want to talk about the draft. It's feeling a little drafty in here. Draft day or draft two days was the past week on Monday night. Raw uh, was the second night and then SmackDown a few days earlier being the first night. And like you said off the top, Sino, so you know, 18 NXT call-ups going to the main roster. So we are pouring one out here. Uh, I don't remember who is going who, but I'm going to name these people. Grayson Waller. Smackdown. He's going to SmackDown. Apollo Crews. Raw. JD McDonough. Raw. Most of these people are on Raw. (laughs) Pretty Deadly. SmackDown. Cameron Grimes. SmackDown. Indy Hartwell. Raw. Zoe Stark. Raw. Caden and Katana. Fire and Dawn. SmackDown. Odyssey Jones. Raw. Inda Sheer. With Ginger Mahal to Raw. Von Wagner. Free agent. And this, no, this can't be right. Zion Quinn. Yeah. Uh, what's his catchphrase? Uh, go straight. Run it straight. Run it straight. Yeah, Run go it. straight. Go straight to free agency because he didn't get drafted. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. But yeah, I guess they're off of NXT, but they just haven't committed. They're in the same... Uh, boat as Brock Lesnar, Omos, uh, who else? Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin. These are all free agents. So I have no idea if they're going to show up on, on Level Up, on Raw, on SmackDown, on, on Main Event. I, who knows? They're not committing themselves anywhere. So, oh, Wow. Like, what, is, what, is to, what is to come of the NXT locker room with 18 people taken away from our roster? This is, uh, you know, cue the sad music, but we'll miss 
all these people. I'll, I'll quickly give some some thoughts here. Grayson Waller, I mean, obviously, he has been someone who's uh, picked it up in the last year for sure with, with like not only the wrestling but the character work and everything. And he just makes total sense. And I think he will he will shine wherever he lands. What, what do you think? Well, he's gonna be great. I know they. I think it was B actually brought up the idea of having more talk shows and wrestling. So I'm definitely going to see the Grayson Waller effect on SmackDown because yeah. you already have the Miz on Raw, right? So you could have Waller could be the SmackDown guy. Um, you have Austin Theory on SmackDown as well. So I feel like Theory and Waller can put, basically maybe like team up. I feel like they'd be a pretty good pairing. Um, but yeah, Waller I think is is in pretty good hands on the, uh, the SmackDown side for sure. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, so I mean, he's going back to Raw. One name I was surprised, Dijak. You thought like he would have got called up, but no, just Apollo. So yeah, he's going to be uh, going back to Raw. I don't know if he's going to be keeping this, uh, what, future predictor gimmick, whatever he's doing. No. On, uh, or he's just going to go back to being just no gimmick Apollo. Who knows? What's, gonna, what's he going to do? But he definitely needs some sort of character or something on Raw because he can't just be the guy that likes to wrestle. Like he needs some so sort of character. So you want... You want the fortune teller, that's so Raven. No, not necessarily, but maybe like put him in. You know what? Tozawa's on there. Him and Tozawa used to be a great tag team back on yeah. Dragon Gator, I want to say. Like they're really close right. friends. Put him as a tag team. Why not? Do something different. What about JD McDonough? We saw him wrestle tonight. We're going to talk about him. He had a great match tonight. Yeah, JD McDonough. He's going to be on Raw with Finn Balor. I know him and Finn are really close. Um, he still needs to get revenge on Kevin Owens for making that dig at him when he showed up on NXT a couple months ago. What was back. it? Yeah, don't. Uh, JD Mc don't Google Mc, me. Mc don't Google me. So uh, right, yeah. And then he's gonna be on the same brand as Imperium. So you could have those matches with, with any of those guys. Obviously with Gunther. Uh, congratulations to Gunther by the way. Gunther and uh, NXT UK alumni Ginny getting married over the weekend. And you see, you see, you know, Gunther smiling. He's dancing. He's laughing. I'm like, this is it's kind of scary, but at the same time, good for him. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw Gunther was at the Met Gala, but that was Pedro Pascal. So <laughs> uh, he was wearing his jacket. He borrowed yes. it. But yeah. Uh, Gunther getting married there. Uh, JD and Gunther have had some history in the past in some yep. indie wrestling shows that have been just awesome. Uh, obviously, JD with the ties with Finn Balor as well. Yep. Uh, maybe JD fits in with the the whole Judgment Day or something. He's he's kind of creepy lately with his gimmick of just being a, a psycho, American psycho type thing. Uh, the wrestling speaks for itself, and I think this guy is great. Uh, I know people will make fun of his big head, but uh, that's just the way it goes. Pretty deadly. Obviously, they're, they'll. They're alive. Yeah, they, yeah, they're alive. They somehow <laughs> made it. Uh, they swam across. Well, actually, they were just in the in the crowd of NXT. But yeah, pretty deadly are alive and well. So therefore, there wasn't a murder. Stax is off the hook. Um, <laughs> pretty deadly will will be fine. Like they'll they're fine. they're really funny and their characters have been getting over. And I think uh, the feud with the New Day with Kofi and Xavier really brought the best out of them. And I could see more of that uh, on the main roster. The wrestling kind of bugged me. But their characters made me laugh, so I'll definitely give them a pass. Then I got really excited about this one, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, so the Come- interesting thing about this is when they showed the graphic to start this episode of NXT, they showed everybody except Cameron Grimes. So I guess, like, was he already, like, officially off of NXT? Because, like, he just disappeared for a couple months, and who knows what happened. I kind of got worried. I thought he's going to pull a Roderick Strong, and next thing you know, Trevor Lee is running out to help uh you know, the firm the or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah. That would actually wouldn't be perfect sense to have him show up at the Hardy compound, right? But, um, yeah, I was just very happy to see him. Um, Very intrigued. I mean, he's on SmackDown, so I think that's a good show for him. But um, is he going to keep, like, the same, like, what, stock gimmick that he had or take me to the moon, whatever? I'm intrigued. To, I mean, he can obviously go, but uh, I'm really intrigued what they're going to do with him character-wise. I would probably, like, run a bunch of vignettes and just kind of, like, build him up a little bit, give a little bit more, like, character behind him before he debuts on TV. 
Yeah, it's like, do you go with him being rich as a storyline? Do you put him with the Bullet Club? Is I I was been saying like the dude is awesome. I, I followed him for a long time before NXT, and he always shined everywhere he went. So I've uh, been following him and kind of really happy to see him given this opportunity, given this chance. Uh, not just him, a lot of these people as well, like your Indy Hartwells, right? Yep. Like same thing, right? Like obviously with the injury, and we'll talk about her at the end of this show on NXT. She'll be sidelined for a little bit, but that's okay. We'll know she'll be she'll have somewhere to go when she does land on her feet. But like, there's a bunch of dream matches when she does come back. When I, I think she still is someone who needs to be built up, and I think winning the title and then losing it so quickly with this injury is a bit of a shame. But I think there's there's only still just we're just, just kind of scratching the surface with her. Uh, but but going back to Grimes, is there any like matches? Because I'm saying he should team with. The like the OC and the the Bullet Club guys, but like dream match wise, like there's a few different matches I've I've wanted to see for a while. Like any of the high flying guys, whether it's like your Rey Mysterios or um, I'm trying to think like Ricochet, even like there's got to be some big matches in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the SmackDown roster, and you have the OC, so you have AJ Styles there, so you can definitely do that. You have the LWO, so you could have, you know, you could have a camera with any of these guys, Santos, uh, Rey Mysterio, yeah. obviously. Um, I feel like they might be doing something with him and JBL. I feel like they have, they, they could definitely do something there and maybe like feud with Baron Corbin. Cause you never sure. really got like that. Like, and then I kind of joked with you that Baron Corbin was a free agent. So he's going to sign with NXT just to ruin your Tuesday nights. Um, but there's definitely yeah, a lot of people that, um, that uh, Cameron Grimes could feud with. Uh, you got the, uh, the Brolin Brutes are down there. I'm really hoping Butch kind of goes back to being Pete Dunn. Cause then you have, you know, these oh, like SmackDown like this. You bring back the SmackDown Six, right? You got Grayson Waller, you got Cameron Grimes, you could have Pete Dunn down there, Santos Escobar. Um, SmackDown definitely, I think, is my favorite out of the the roster. A lot of good guys on Raw, obviously, as well. But SmackDown's always been like my show. I feel like. Yeah, uh, Zoe Stark, someone in NXT who we thought uh, like was behind all the attacks, which there seems to be more of. Yeah, uh, but she's she's. She's definitely like in ring is up there with a lot of the big talent. And I think she'll be able to shine with some some kind of fresh opponents and maybe uh, given given a bigger opportunity. The same with Chance and Carter, right? Like yep. they've been the only team in NXT for years until just recently. And now they're given a, an opportunity to kind of do the same thing, but on the, the main roster. And I think they could they could turn some heads and get some some people ooing and aahing because they do a lot of cool high flying stuff. I can honestly see. Uh, like an Odyssey Jones getting really over on Raw because he can he definitely has a lot of charisma. I can see possibly the crowd getting behind him pretty quick, especially if he like just squashes through like a lot of this enhancement talent for the first couple weeks, kind of build up Odyssey Jones as like this big threat, but also have him like just be like this real fun character as well. I can definitely see him getting over. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the women got you know sent over to Raw except you know the Dawn and Fire. Pretty much everybody else that got called up from NXT uh, woman wise went straight to Raw. So that that roster stacked. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the the women's tag team titles for. Both NXT and uh, Raw and SmackDown, because um, you know you got the NXT tag champs are on SmackDown and the Raw slash whatever you know I guess the Universal whatever you want to call it the, the, the double brand WWE uh, tag team titles women's titles are on Raw now so not too sure what's going to happen with the title situation but I'm sure will we'll probably easily be resolved in the next couple weeks or so yeah uh, and then like uh, we mentioned all the other ones but like a Von Wagner he's still got a, a story arc I guess to yep. finish because we will be talking about most of these names uh, from this Zion Quinn though he's one where I'm like yeah. man you've done nothing in NXT like you look badass you're jacked you're the former what rugby player so run it straight but that's all he's got and he's not maybe, done anything maybe that was Sean's like like 
I guess that's his reasoning. Like, we don't know what to do with you. Let's give you to, you know, to the main roster Someone and see if they know what to do with you instead. Is there anybody you're surprised that didn't call up? I mean, some names, obviously, like Braun Breaker, Roxanne Perez, uh, Ia Dragon, all that I can see. Uh, there's definitely some names that I'm surprised didn't get the call up. Yeah, uh, you you named it. Dragunov, definitely, like, he he runs circles around most of the guys on the main roster when it comes to slapping people up. He could probably fight any of those dudes and make them look pretty weak. Uh, trying to think of who else. Yeah, Braun, obviously. Uh, a lot of champions being called up, which is weird. And then Melo is just sitting there like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll just chill here. But, like, I'm happy because we still need stars on this show. But... They didn't necessarily take some of the bigger stars, really, I, I found. But, but yeah, uh, still a lot of people going up onto the main roster, and I wish all of them uh, the best, but we're, we're pouring them out as we somewhat lose them. It sounds like we still will see them for the next few weeks, yeah, the next sure. like cycle or two that they'll phase them out like you know slowly but surely because they, I got that vibe on tonight's episode of NXT, which we're going to jump into right now. From May 2nd, 2023, and we start off with one of two championship matches tonight. First being the North American Championship on the line. The champ, Wesley, taking on Drew Gulak. So the storyline here is Wes just wants to fight everyone. He needs to prove himself as the best champ. So he's been having one-on-ones, open challenges, five ways, you name it. And lately he's been uh, tangling with Drew and his... Regal Jr., and that match was pretty great. But here it's now Drew taking on Wes. Right at the bell, Wes just runs at Gulak with the running shotgun dropkick. There's a great back and forth. Drew getting some technical wrestling in as well as Wes, but who's a lot faster than Drew. There's a huge lariat off the top rope from Gulak, which was pretty impressive, sending Wes inside out for a near fall. Gulak is now trying all these different strikes. Wes comes back with strikes of his own, including these like palm strikes. Gets him to the outside and hits a tope when Dempsey, Regal Jr., is there trying to get involved. And that's when Tyler Bate gets involved. He said he would have his back last week. And he kind of stops him and fights him off, which allows Wes and Drew to get back in the ring. And the cardiac kick connects. And Wes retains a North American championship. What'd you yeah, think? I mean, th- this match went a little bit over five minutes, but they did a lot for five minutes. Obviously, I want them to get a little bit more time if they ever have a rematch. Um, but I really enjoyed this match. You know, not my favorite match to show. We'll definitely get into what that is later on. Um, but, yeah, the whole match, I'm, like, just waiting for, like, Tyler Bate to do something. Because the way he was talking the last couple of weeks with Wesley, you could just tell, like, he's just setting yeah. it up for, like, a turn. But, no, he actually did help him out. He did help Charlie Dempsey something. And maybe he just wants to keep the title on Wesley so he can, like, take it off of him himself. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to get that at Battleground or so. But I could definitely see Wesley we got to get the tag team match first, right? we got to get Wesley and Tyler Bay versus Gulak and Dempsey, and then we maybe either get a Fatal 4-Way or a, a one-on-one match between Wes and Bay. I wouldn't mind the Fatal 4-Way match, honestly, with these four. It'd be a pretty cool match. Yeah, I mean, the way I'm thinking, maybe we get Tyler Bate versus Wes one-on-one at mm-hmm. Battleground, which would be pretty, pretty cool. So yeah. uh, I'm liking Drew Gulak with Charlie Dempsey. Charlie definitely uh, showed up last week and can prove that. Like, yeah, he's got his... His daddy's jeans, the wrestling's in the blood here. But um, I think some people were expecting some sort of a heel turn almost. Yeah. Like Afterwards, it's bait kind of looking at Wes like, hey, nice title, classic kind of thing. So right. we will get that match. And I do think Battleground would be the, the, the big thing. Why didn't Tyler Bate get called up? Dude's been, dude's been wrestling in WWE developmental since he was 19. He's like 26 now or something like that. Like, 
What's going yeah, on? I'm guessing like, you know, uh, Sean had some storylines he wanted to finish, and this being one of them with the whole bait was doesn't mean we can't see bait get called up. I can even see like a Braun Breaker get called up, maybe possibly after his match with Battleground. So I'm just guessing it's just some of these storylines are just waiting to play it out. And obviously there's something behind this whole Wesley Tyler Bay thing. Um but yeah, I can see him eventually getting the call up. You know, if they have like a, a second draft or something along the line. Usually whether around the rumble, there's some surprises. I could definitely see him around that time, possibly. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess like, I, I just don't, they don't know what to do with certain people or they don't think certain people will get over. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like this guy's a great wrestler. He's just been farting around in NXT for far too long now. Like the fact he's a a Russell brand type hippie kind of thing is like, okay, we get a recap of, well, actually I, to go back to the match, I thought it was good. Like you said, it was really quick and a a good opener. I love Drew Gulak. I've been really getting into Wesley. I love his entrance where the title's, like, lit up in the dark, and then it's his hand comes oh, over yeah. and, like, grabs is, it. Is that the first time he's done that, or he's done, like, variants of it? But that was pretty I cool feel like, the show. Yeah. It, I don't know what it reminded me of, like, Ninja Turtles or something. I don't know, because, like, the way it was, like, darkness, and then, like, yeah. just there, and, like, the hand comes out. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the, he going to do when he doesn't have the title? Though? I know, right? I was going to say, when the show started like that, I'm like, oh, there's one of those shows where, like, all the titles get vacated or something, because they kind of have this, like, dark spotlight on the North American yeah. title. I'm like, what's happening tonight? But, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, and I guess, yeah, once he loses the title, like. There goes his entrance, I guess. His entrance is just his hand doing the the penta the penta thing, I guess. Yeah. It looked like. Uh, I thought it was good. I definitely think there would be a lot more in there if these two got a bigger uh, stage to do it. But I'm liking this feud. I think we do go to the tag match next week. We get a recap of Braun Breaker spearing Carmelo Hayes and really turning heel for sure. Breaking bad is Braun Breaker as he speared Carmelo through there and kind of uh, telling us that Carmelo is not here tonight because he's still uh, recovering from this spear. We see a video from Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, and they're they're cooking up some spells, conjuring up some potions, and they say that tonight is our last night in NXT, and we take our towns to Friday nights, but tonight we won't leave in the light. We're going to leave in darkness. Ha, 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 ha. These witches just laugh. And they're saying, we're going to take these titles to SmackDown. That's what they said in this promo. And by the end of the night, maybe they were telling the truth. Yeah, I'm looking at the SmackDown roster. And besides, like, damage control, there's no tag teams for them to fight against. So I'm not sure what they're going to be doing there. If they're going to keep it together as a unit. If they're going to, you know, have them do solo runs or whatnot. If they're going to do this whole witch character, are they going to downplay? Are they going to amplify it even more who knows what they're going to do on smackdown but um yeah pretty intriguing promo here and i'm just curious what they're going to do with them with the uh, fire and dawn fire dawn they still don't have a name for nah. them. i just called them the witches yeah that works These damn witches we go to the ring and in the ring is trick williams not wearing a shirt but it's florida it's okay he says he's here and he hopes Mello is resting up. He's not here tonight and he wants to bring it back to when him and Mello first met back in high school. And he said that they became friends when they first met up and game res- recognized game. And he says he still remembers sitting at the lunch table, eating those nasty ass sloppy Joes. And he says those weren't the only things there because trick Mello gang was being created and we're still boys to this day. And if Trick, uh, sorry, Trick and Mello are like Shaq and Kobe, uh, because if Kobe doesn't get it, well, then then I'll come down and get it on the rebound, essentially is what he's saying here. When he uh, basically says that Mello has a challenge for Braun Breaker, a rematch at Battleground when Braun Breaker comes out here. 
Braun's looking a little confused. He says, I don't know why you're running your mouth. I want the match. I don't care. But last week, I put you in the recliner. Yeah, he did call it the uh, Steiner recliner. He then says, I put your buddy in the hospital, so tell him I'm in. Sure. And he's like, I don't want you running your mouth anymore because I already put him in the hospital, and you should just know or see what I could do to his mouthpiece. And Trick gets a little upset at this and says uh, that I'm going to knock that tan off you until you're black and blue when the crowd starts chanting, whoop that trick, which uh, we're getting a match now next week with Trick taking on Braun Breaker. Yeah, definitely a lot of spotlight on Trick between this and a segment later on that we're going to get. It makes me think, like, are they planning on calling Trick up, or is this for, like, when Carmelo gets brought up and Trick has a nice, like, solo run? I did find it interesting that he mentioned the name of the high school. It was called W.J. Keenan. I actually looked it up, and it's a real high school in Columbus, South Carolina. So I'm thinking, like, I don't think he would say the name of the high school unless this was true, because obviously people can just true, see the yeah. name of the high school and find out that it's false. So maybe it's true. Maybe they did somehow end up in the same school. Like, who knows? But if that is true and actually did know each other, kind of reminds me of like what Enzo and Cass like knew each other from basketball back in the day. So it kind of gives me the same vibes. That just makes their their partnership even more valid for me. But um, yeah, definitely a spotlight on him. I like the line where he said, "I'm gonna like, knock your tan off until you're black and blue." He said to uh to Braun. That was a pretty cool line. Um, but yeah, Trick can definitely can go on the mic for sure. And uh, this should be a, a test for him next week against Braun. Yeah, I, I mean, I see him getting just eaten because that's what, what Braun has been doing. He he hurt. Andre Chase last week too, right? So he's just been crushing people. Uh, yeah, I, I like Trick. He's definitely stepped it up. He, he at one point was like the the guy I could not stand to to see on the screen, but uh, his his like I don't know his mic work, his game is is definitely like legit. It seems like he doesn't have to try to to ooze charisma, whereas a lot of other people are the opposite, right? So yeah, when he first came on, I could see him like possibly like sound like annoying to you, but like he was able to win people over right away. Yeah. You're like, okay, this guy knows how to talk. This guy knows how to like work the mic for sure. Yeah. Well, next week, will Braun whoop that trick? And I guess we'll find out. Uh, we go to J.D. McDonough backstage with McKenzie. And she says, hey, you've been drafted to Monday Night Raw. What's that? What's that like? <laughs> and he says, well, I've been waiting 21 years. I guess that's how long he's been wrestling. I don't think he's 21 years old. But he says, and it's going to be Monday Night McDonough when he's interrupted by Noam Dar. I had to take a sec. Good thing he carries around this cup because I had no idea who this guy was because he's got like his hair like every in, like, week. He, Wendy's he changes, ponytails yeah, or something. He changes I don't his know. hairstyle every week, I feel like. Yeah. He says, uh, hey, JD, I noticed that you have a match tonight against Dragon Lee and I want you to take special care of him and because he's he's got his eye on my Heritage Cup and I don't like that. And uh, JD says, you know what? If you were smart, you'd stay away from me because if I wanted to, I could take that cup to Monday Night Raw. So there you have it, folks. We're getting our first tease of the Heritage Cup, which a lot of people still don't even know what that is, might show up on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Wrestling's going to be wild. I know all about the Heritage Cup. I was there for the initial birth of it. The I tournament, was there. The defenses. I was there. I actually was there virtually through the Thunderdome because somehow my face ended up in the NXT UK Thunderdome, and I'm like, "How true. did this happen?" So that yeah, was that did was you very sign on for that? I, I guess I, when I signed my contract, I gave my uh, my rights to the WWE forever. But um, yeah, this is kind of like interesting that they kind of teased this. So obviously, we're not going to get this match. Uh, you were probably happy that JD wants to take this cup with him to Raw. You're like, "Yeah, get that off my screen and bring it to Monday nights." <laughs> yeah, I don't watch Monday. So take the cup somewhere else where I don't have to see it because I don't like it, but uh, it's okay. I will. See. I liked how I liked how 
they weren't just being nice to each other because they're heels. JD's like, nah, I'm scary. Screw you. Kind of thing. Yeah, and cool. like it definitely gave me like baby face turns. And obviously he had like a little send off after his match. It made me seem like are they trying to like baby face him before he goes to the main roster and that's how he's gonna be presented as? Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. We see Gigi Dolan make her entrance and she gives props to her brother Miles, who's in the crowd as we go to commercial break, because she's got a match next. When we come back, you get a promo for Danny Palmer. It's a, a video of her TikTok, and she's going to make her debut a little later tonight. So more TikTok wrestlers. But Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. It's a grudge match. Well, a rematch of the grudge match that didn't really come off as a grudge match. So they thought they'd do it again. And something tells me they're going to need to do that one more time after this yeah. as well. Uh, I know this is supposed to be Gigi Dolan's younger brother, but this guy looked like Jack Black. I thought this was Jack Black in the crowd first. I thought it was like a member of the flock. Like, who is this? Like, <laughs> sick boy? Like, I don't one of those guys from Nitro just sitting there with the leather a leather jacket. Boy. Yeah. And, uh, the curly hair. I'm like, who's this guy? He has shades on. I'm like, oh, this guy's like straight out of the 1997 WCW here. Um, Maybe, and- yeah. Is it our own fault, though? Because they're like, oh, baby brother, like younger well, brother. So I'm like, okay, but- I'm expecting a kid. And this is like, dude. Well, in the video they showed last week, they showed like clips or whatever. He was like a young kid, like 10 years old. That must have been an old video because he must this be like, a man, like baby. 15, 16 years old. Like, yeah, this is a Miles Dolan here. Um, yeah, definitely not baby brother. But yeah, he was like, he didn't really do anything. He just kind of like stood there. And uh, he was, I mean, yeah. this, probably, this was probably pretty cool for him to be yeah, sitting there and cheering on his sister. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he's been at some of her shows in the past, quite a bunch of them as well. But to be focused yeah. there, he's got, they gave her a GG sign. He's holding up. Uh, I was, I was like, yeah, I would be happy for my, my family too. Uh, but too bad he was sitting ringside because he had to witness this where his sister uh, got beat up. Yep. JC Jane's being pretty mean here. And she starts attacking the back of GG Dolan here. There's uh, some kicks and strikes. And then like this back sent on as she keeps working it. Uh, they start to brawl around back and forth ringside. This is where JC starts to get in the face of Miles. Gigi at one point boots JC right in the face, and I, I thought it didn't connect. But the next time you see JC's face, it yeah. is a crimson mask. She is just bleeding. Uh, there's some sort of interference where she like gets in the face of the brother, which causes some sort of a distraction here. And then when Gigi and JC are back in the ring, it's JC who hits her with a roundhouse kick and then stacks Gigi for the pin here with this just visual of her bloody face. Uh, so the t-shirt coming soon to wweshop.com. Uh, but yeah, uh, not quite the match I thought that we were going to get, but I guess it continues to further this feud and now having the brother involved in, in all that. But man, she was covered in blood. Yeah, I feel like before this match, they're obviously close to these two. They're like, let's just go out there and just fuck each other up. That's pretty much what happened. I feel like they were just giving each other stiff shots. And when she hit that boot and they like redid it right after, I'm like, why did they redo the spot? And the first one seemed like she legit hit her. And then it wasn't until like a minute later where you realize she's busted open this gushing down blood in her face. It was definitely a cool visual. Um, yeah, this match definitely wasn't good. <laughs> but, um, you know, the visual of the, the blood coming down definitely gave it something to, to talk about. Yeah, she can use that that visual for maybe not T-shirts, but for for all sorts of things like thinking I mean, of what a bloody face can do for people. I mean, it makes sense. They, they have to have a blowout match now, right? Because the first time it was Gigi got her face busted open by the, the door. Now you the have door. JC got all bloody. So it's like the third match has to be like some sort of crazy stipulation, you would think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put Miles on a pole like her brother. Or yeah, something. Miles on a in pole. In a shark cage. Do something. Yeah. Winner gets uh what is it winner gets the to own miles like 
they is get he, to adopt him. Is he gonna like turn on his sister and then start dating JC Jane or something? Like that's what happens wow. in wrestling usually, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can see that happening. This is a kid who doesn't hey, really look like. Listen, the kid, last but... time I was on up next, I made a prediction that we're gonna talk about with the next match, and this is my prediction on this match: is uh, Miles is gonna turn on her sister and and toy- and turn up and uh turn up, maybe turn up, but <laughs> team up with JC Jane. <laughs> I think JC's going to rub it in her face next the next few weeks. Like, see, I beat you in front of your brother, which Gigi's going to come out, want revenge. And we do get some sort of like unsanctioned match at the, the Battleground Battle show. Yeah. And, and Miles, Miles should get involved there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. We'll get, there'll be lawyers involved. It'll just be like Eddie and Ray from... SummerSlam, Wait, but no. the, the winner gets to keep Miles. Can you can you not bring up lawyers? I'm having PTSD of me running down Mark Sterling on what up though him being yeah, involved in every single show. every single AEW lawsuit going on right now. I don't even need any more lawyers in wrestling. Even though I do like uh, Luca Crucifino, who's been showing up on Level Up with his little uh, People's Court entrance theme. I, I love me some Luca. Cena, Cena, Cena. You you know you know. There's only one true lawyer in wrestling. The world's greatest attorney. Oh my God, Sofia Lopez on a woman of wrestling. There's a lot of lawyers in wrestling. Is Sofia Lopez, Sofia. Lo- oh man, I can't remember. I'm pretty her name. sure it's Sofia Lopez, right? I could. I, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it is. You might be the only other person I talk to <laughs> Wow about. Yeah, it's a great show. Great show. <laughs> great show. Shout out. Who's your favorite right now? Meaning, who's the one you sent me their Instagram? Uh, S- Samantha Smart. I'm a fan of Samantha Smart. I'm a f- yeah, oh, GI yeah, yeah. Jane. I'm a big fan of GI Jane. Jane. That's yeah, the one. She's, yeah, she's yeah. great. She's great. Yeah, they had a great match last week with the four way, the, 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 the like dynasty, the, the bloodline. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the, the women bloodline, bloodline. The, the island dynasty against the, the new, the reincarnation of the four horsewomen, the four horsemen with the fabulous yeah. four here. Yeah, a great match. They got to have a war games match now with those two yeah, teams. Yeah, I'm waiting for AJ Lee to get in the ring. She might. Yeah. Hey, you never know. CM Punk might be backstage at Women of Wrestling next week. He's at every yeah. show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, watch WoW. Uh, well, th- we go to our next match, and you mentioned the last time you were on Up Next, you predicted this. When was this match? When was this show that you were on? A few months uh, ago. I think Fire Frank said it was back in, I don't know when they said it was. February? That long ago? Wow, yeah. And uh, there was like some tease of it, and they def- they had a match already on Level Up, which actually pretty good. I actually enjoyed that match probably more than this match. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You have the super villain and the superhero. And I think when I said it, Davey was like, yeah, like, fuck off. <laughs> and I'm like, here it is. Now we're here. Like, I'm back on the show, and this is the match that we were building for. It's like it's like I planned it way back then. I planted the seeds, and here I am to watch my, my tree of Axiom and Scripps grow. Wow. I mean, you might be the only one who watches Level Up. Yeah, pretty much. But you <laughs> I don't know even know when it airs. I don't even but know what it, where where to watch it. It airs it on on Peacock after SmackDown on Friday nights. But when you ask me, you know, who is Obafemi and who is Danny Palmer and who is uh, Tank Ledger, I know these guys because they've been on Level Up right. for the past couple months. Right, you're smart. It's like the NXT to NXT. Pretty much, yeah. That yep. NXT Level Up. But yes, you did predict this: superhero versus super villain, face to face, mask to mask. This dream match here. I love the promos. Uh, was it last week? Whenever that was, like the super villain style. The past few mm-hmm. weeks, where it's comic book style. I like when WWE can do this. Uh, it it brings me back. I will say, like when I was super young, comic books is what got me into wrestling. So when they do crossover, it does tug at my like ah okay. Even if it's not good, I I can still get into it. And Axiom versus Scripps. So Scripps 
this should be a mask versus mask match. We said that last week, and uh, that wasn't the case. But in the end, it kind of was. Kind of was. So yeah. Axiom's the the math superhero guy. He comes in making his entrance. As he gets in the ring, Scripps attacks him. You'd think, well, he tries to. Axiom's uh, fallen for this too many times that he's stopped him too many times now. You think Scripps would try to uh, flip the script a little here, uh, no pun intended, because this move keeps getting blocked here, this, like, Molly go round before the bell is even rung. He is, like, true supervillain. Uh, so these two are just flying at each other here. Vic Joseph on commentary is like, yo, Vic, you know, which masked wrestler do you do you got here? Do you, do you think Axiom's got this, or do you, got, do you think Scripps has got this? And Booker's like, yo, man, I don't pick sides. It's like, all right, good, good, uh, good talk. Uh, there's a huge spot where Scripps and him are now brawling around Booker T and Vic and Booker are like, okay, you better stay away. And Vic makes the joke that we've been joking. He's become the Spanish announce table because he keeps getting people thrown into him. So you could tell he was like, yo, fuck off. Uh, Scripps and, sends... and, and Booker's definitely like reacting to it. He's like, I'm going to take my notes and I'm going to stay over here. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's finally taking the hand that every week they try to attack him. So, so uh, Scripps sends Axiom into like the barricade and then runs and jumps off the commentary table to do this like parkour type flippy Cirque du Soleil spin kick landing onto Axiom. This was pretty great. Booker loved this. The crowd loved this. Uh, He gets Axiom back in the ring, but Axiom fights back and counters a few moves and then hits a Northern light suplex and then transitions into a cross arm breaker. Axiom is just really special when it comes to in ring, man. He is so fast and so clean and crisp. Uh, Scripps, though, showing up here, he he fights back and hits a moonsault to a standing Axiom for a near fall. There's then Axiom coming back. There's a huge dropkick, very AJ Styles-esque back in the day. And then there's a spot where Scripps is going for a kick and Axiom catches it, flips him to make Axiom do a full rotation. And then while landing on his feet is welcomed by a pop-up knee by Axiom, which looked pretty great. And then he hits the... Uh, sorry, he he sorry. Scripps gets back up somehow and goes for a 450, and in midair the 450 is countered into a super kick by Axiom. Everything this guy keeps trying to do is getting shut down, and then Axiom shuts him down a even more with the golden ratio and nails this guy and puts him to bed. And Axiom beats Scripps in a pretty flashy and fun match. Like this felt like a comic book match because this nonstop craziness. Yeah, I mean, we make fun of Scripps, right, with his, his mask and his outfit and his promos, but he can obviously move. You know, he has this, this circus background with these flips and everything, and Axiom works obviously really well with him. He can counter all his moves with his own, you know, flashy moves. So they definitely have good chemistry with each other, for sure. Um, is, this, is this the end of, of this feud? It looks like it by the, by the, by the post-match angle, but um, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing these guys go at it again. Yeah, so there's a bit of a an, an angle afterwards where Scripps is like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And Axiom goes to shake his hand, but Scripps attacks Axiom and starts to beat him up. So what does Axiom do? He rips off the mask of Scripps, revealing it's John Cena. <laughs> no, it's it's Reggie. What? Yeah, it's that's Reggie. Reggie? Unless no. they call him like Sebastian or something else. I don't know. They didn't say his name, but Booker T definitely was like, "Oh, you know who that is, right?" But he didn't. Like, you know who that is. They didn't actually say his name. They so didn't say his name, but yeah. I mean, Reggie. Red, you know, if you're thinking of like you know NXT universe, Reggie never appeared on NXT, so we shouldn't really know who he is unless we watch the 24/7 division on Raw. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who this guy is because I never watched Raw, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know who this guy is. Though I, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, Booker T and Vic, like, oh, it's – we don't want to say who it is, but it is. It's pretty – it was pretty good. Uh, this was – this should have just been a mask versus mask and then still do the angle after. So, uh, Frank in the chat saying, to be fair, Booker probably doesn't really know who that is anyway. So, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> and also, uh, Rin in the chats uh, saying – uh, Axiom isn't wearing hockey masks. When I think the joke you're trying to say is, I'm not wearing hockey pads, uh, referring to superheroes <laughs> who yep. are, aren't superheroes dressing up like superheroes. So, yeah, back to the drawing board for scripts. Ah, uh, I see what you did. The writing there. board? I don't know. He, yeah. he didn't draw, did he? I don't know. I mean, what happens now? Does he like go into like some even more evil supervillain and now he has to get like what? The Sinister Six or something? Like he's gonna come back with a with a squad of villains to take down Axiom, or is he just gonna forget about this and, and go back to being Reggie or whatever they want to call him? Yeah, I don't know. After watching a match like this, I was impressed by these two. So I I thought for a second we were getting an, an Avengers meet like Yeah, I, I got excited. I'm like, oh, it's like it's like a Marvel team up over here. I'm like, yeah, put them together as a tag team, why not? But no, it, it was short lived, unfortunately. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Masked wrestlers wrestling. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We go to the, the best part of the show here. Big Daddy's, the bar, down in Florida, and we see Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs sitting at the bar and business is thriving at Big Daddy's. It's bumping, the music's playing, drinks are being poured and in comes Brooks Jensen and he's dressed a little normally now. He looks good. Yeah. He's like a mix of the new and the old. He's got just a t-shirt, a chain, he's cleaned up. He looks nice. He's not wearing the hair that way. You know, he's, he looks good. And he goes, guys, I just want to say I'm sorry. And Fallon and, and, and Briggs are like, look, you've said sorry a million times. We know. We get it. You don't have to say it anymore. Look, we're family. It doesn't matter. We, we, sometimes we fight and we, we got through this. And Brooks says, I just want to say thank you. Thank you uh, for, for having my back and not just turning, turning on me after I, I turned on you. And they're like, of course, man, we're family. And Brooks says, Brooke notices Fallon is busy holding all these, these envelopes and letters and business bills and you know the, the storyline of the bar and brooks says you know uh kiana showed me some things i learned a few things from kiana and briggs shuts him down and says whoa whoa whoa, whoa. this this bar is pg don't be telling me that kind of stuff <laughs> and he's like no, no no i mean like business things like fallon and then he goes into this like little spiel like hey you could save money and do this if you just did this and you could save some things and I don't know. He's like re explaining reverse mortgages to me. It just went right over my head. And they're like, oh, like, hey, that that sounds like it could work, actually. He's like, yeah, you know, I picked up a few things. I just want to help you guys. While, while two women now tap Brooks on his shoulder and say, hey, Brooks, they knew his name. Do you, do you want to have some drinks with us? And Brooks says, 
Sorry, girls. Not right now. I'm hanging out with my family. It's a special wow. night. What a, and Fallon, what, a, what a pal. Fallon and Briggs just look at each other and look at him like, what the hell? What's what's happened here as the segment ends? So, yeah. I have, I have a theory. I have a theory, okay? I want to make another bold okay. prediction here. So, he knows a lot about business, obviously. Um, and he didn't want to speak to these girls, right? So, I'm thinking, is there somebody else maybe in Brooks? So, who who do you think he could be speaking to that is giving him business tips that's not Kiana James? Who else was hanging out in that office? That no, you're seen, saying he's with G? I think he's going to bring G into this picture. He's going to bring in G, and that's going to be his girl. He's going to be with G. I think – no, I think he's just like it's rubbed off on him. Like he grew up, you know? Like okay. he finally – so like, you know, before before he was a virgin by choice, but like not his choice. And now tonight he was a virgin, you know, by not, you know, I feel like he's been manned up. You know, he's he learned a little bit. You, you get your heart broken. You learn a little bit. He, he, he learned about business. He learned about how his fa- family is important. His friends are important. He's dressing nice, you know. Only thing he, only thing that he uh, should have did was he should have ordered the drink from from Fallon. And it should have been the same exact drink that you guys had. Because he knows about the drink, right? He knows what goes in. Yes. He should have actually, like, I forgot what the ingredients were, but he should have described it as such and be like, that's the Brooks Jensen. And then huge yeah. pop. The, the one week that, that Davey wouldn't be on, on the show is when they actually reveal his drink on an episode of NXT. Yeah, the Brooks Jensen was a virgin cocktail. And, I mean, now it's just a Moscow mule, I would yeah. assume. I'm not sure. We have to ask uh, Brooks what he does enjoy drinking. But, yeah, this was hilarious. Uh, classic Brooks and Jensen. Sorry. Briggs and Jensen comedy kind of silliness that I just now love for some reason. But yeah, I I just want to see these guys flourish. I'm happy that they weren't drafted because I'd rather see them stick as a team and win the tag titles here. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be able to do all this stuff, I feel like, on SmackDown or Raw, like at least like to this detail. But he did bring up some good points about like what the bar is like on some like some valuable land. So you think like they're going to sell the bar like i mean you would think so if they kind of planted wow. those seeds of them being able to get this like all this money for for selling the bar or selling yeah, the you land gotta, around the bar yeah yeah maybe i would like to see them because uh, the storyline of the bar i guess is going for i still would like to see him and fallon if there is a chance if that's still a thing but that was just one hint there but yeah uh Malik in the in the chat is saying my theory is Brooks got trauma after dating Kiana so he doesn't trust trust women anymore this yeah. also, yeah, you know, you get your heart broken. You don't want to trust anyone ever again. Understandable. Poor guy. But yeah, the, the saga of, of Brooks Jensen continues. And I'm just going to say it. Brooks Jensen should be the man to dethrone Roman Reigns eventually. I'm talking like WrestleMania 41, somewhere 41. like that. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. After yeah. party at the uh, at Big Daddy's. Yeah, yeah. Is is forty one going to be in Florida, or is that that Rumble? Um, He'll win that Rumble that they're teasing. That or Flor- Orlando's bidding for the Rumble, right? Yeah, I know forty is in Philly, and forty one. Last I heard, like Minnesota was in the running for that. So who knows if it's going to be in Minnesota or not? Yeah, Frank in the chat says we care too much about this angle. Uh, yeah, because it's the best angle going in wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Brooks yeah. Jensen. We go now to our next match of the evening, and this was a cracker. Definitely would recommend checking out this one if you're just a cherry picker of NXT, because uh, this was quite a treat. Dragon Lee taking on J.D. McDonough in what seems to be his uh, farewell match here in NXT. Uh, it starts off with Booker T on commentary going off about how he wants that meat. 
So you know it's going to be a banger. Uh, these two are just going at it at each other so fast and so quick, countering each other. Uh, eventually, it's Dragon Lee who drops him and gets the best of McDonough, who gets a little upset. He gets thrown into the corner, and Lee runs at him with a series of running drop kicks in the corner again and again. This is when Noam Dar shows up ringside. He he's decided to watch the match uh, carefully because some because he he knows Dragon Lee might might be after that cup of his. Um, there's JD who gains control during the commercial break. When we come back, JD's got like a leg scissors and turns it into this like really technical roll up, which looked really impressive. And then tries to take the mask off Dragon Lee out of the corner, which was pretty cool and pretty mean. Eventually, Lee hits a crossbody off the top, a double stomp off the top. There's then a chop exchange on the apron, which then JD hits him with a Death Valley driver on the apron. They crash and burn to the outside. JD gets in the ring. And when the ref is at nine, a nine count, Dragon Lee rolls back into the ring just to make it. So JD is a little pissed off here. He starts putting the boots to him. He lifts him up and Dragon Lee counters this move. I don't know what he was going for, but counters it into a poison Rana. Shout out Vic Joseph for calling it the proper name. Uh, We then get JD hitting a Spanish fly off the top. It's a kick out. He gets pissed. He picks him up and hits him with a brain buster. But Lee kicks out of that as well. Devlin, sorry. McDonough goes for the devil inside, but that's countered into a destroyer, as Vic says he should rename that the Dragon Destroyer. But JD falls outside as Dragon Lee tries to bring him back in here. There was, what, another distraction by um, Noam Dar here, which then allows McDonough to headbutt Dragon Lee. And then he hits him with this, like, pop-up knee thing. And then the devil inside connects and McDonough pins Dragon Lee in a banging match here on NXT. Yeah, I mean, this match was amazing, honestly. Can't recommend it highly enough. I was a little surprised that they put Dragon Lee, like, to get his first loss against a JD, but they're really, you know, putting, like, a lot of momentum behind JD with him and just little baby face tease and now getting this big win, having this fantastic match as well. Um, you have the Noam Dar excuse there, so Dragon Lee doesn't look too weak, and obviously Dragon Lee can spin off and feud with Noam for the Heritage Cup. But, yeah, nice um, nice match here from these two for sure. Definitely wouldn't mind seeing these two run it back, you know, who knows, months Years down the line and on Raw or SmackDown, whatever the case, I'm sure Dragon Lee will be called up within a year for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this is a fantastic match, absolutely. And I uh, can't wait to see what they do with JD on Raw. I mean, if they're going to keep the momentum going, he's, you definitely think they're going to be pushing him on Raw pretty pretty well. Yeah, honestly, uh, Vic and Booker T were, were talking about just that. Like, hey, these guys are probably going to fight years later when their their careers meet again, like the trajectory is going to do, and they're going to have a banger. The, Booker was really high on this match after it ended. He was like, okay, that was a classic. And honestly, this is probably one of the best NXT matches on TV in quite a long time. I enjoyed this over anything from spring breaking. So spring breaking. So Yeah, uh, I, I forgot uh, if it was either Roosh or Drillisico because all three of them, along with Dragon Lee, are all brothers. But one of them put up like a thing. Don't on- start talking to me about which uh, Dragon Lee used <laughs> this name and this guy used this. Don't ever start. Don't start that. <laughs> but like he asked a question like, you know, where should all three brothers be? And it's like, honestly, imagine Roosh and Drillisico down at NXT with their brother and then eventually get called up and feud with the LWO or something. Like, I mean, I love Roosh, but he's really not doing anything. He's down there in Ring of Honor, which is like kind of becoming like AW Dark to me with some squash matches now. It did did I not see some things, some rumblings from those guys? Basically, be like, yeah, hey, uh, we we that's would what I'm like saying. to be yeah. there. Yeah. Well, Drillisico, we like Drillisico is not signed. He's not signed to AW or Ring of Honor, whatever you want to call it. So he, 
I technically, I guess, could sign. And I even heard that like WWE is not like in a firing. I'm sorry, a hiring. They are firing possibly, but not in a hiring freeze. And they could be looking to sign more, you know, well-known names like a Dragon Lee. So why not bring in a Drillistico? And who knows Roosh's situation? But Andrade, you know, he's still out there. I'm sure he's probably not too happy. Whatever's going on there. But imagine bringing these guys in as like a a heel faction to fight off the LWO on SmackDown one week, just randomly come out. I think it'd be fantastic. And obviously they're doing wonders with Dragon Lee. So I'm sure like his brothers are probably like, I kind of wish I was there right now, you know? Yeah. Like they've had their, they've had some moments in AEW and they've had some, some matches and stuff. And Roosh is awesome. Roosh, you know, he had a, he was a bigger name before that with ring of honor and stuff, but yeah. Uh, you would imagine some of these guys are now looking at the other side. Like, Hey, actually I, we had the better slot, and now all of a sudden, now Dragon Lee's sitting pretty. They're, wow, they're, looking, the at those, they're looking at those LW merch sales right now. And yeah. Like, oh, I kind of want to cut of that. Yeah, they're like, oh, damn, okay. I personally now at this point just want Andrade back in WWE uh, yep. with feuding with Ray and Santos and all that and stuff. I would really like to see that because uh, he's, he's not even been wrestling, so I don't know what the yeah. deal with that is. But, yeah, this match was awesome. And if JD can do matches like this on Raw every week, then – he will definitely be getting some uh, momentum and some some traction going forward. But yeah, I can't wait that Dragon Lee is staying here because I have a hunch he will be winning the cup very soon. I got to get that match there. We get a recap of all the parking lot attacks. Okay, well, they're not really parking lot attacks. You see, everyone thinks the parking lot in NXT is not safe. No, no, no. It's just NXT is not safe. We have a recap of when Nikita Lyons was attacked that was in the parking lot her acl was just attacked so she's she's out she had to get surgery we saw wendy chu she was attacked as well and then last week when sol ruka was also attacked and like a pulled into an office and beaten and nxt anonymous catches it but we don't know who this nxt anonymous is so maybe they have something to do with it but uh yeah who is the culprit of all these these attacks and injuries in nxt what's going on with acls well, yeah, I was going to say, like, shout out to Andrew Thompson put up the article on Post Wrestling that Sol Ruka is undergoing surgery for an ACL injury, so she's legit hurt um, for sure. And so was Nikita. Wendy's not hurt. Wendy I've seen, like, on main event and level up, so she's yeah. okay. But, um, yeah, who's doing all these attacks? Like, I was trying to look up and down the roster, and the only person I can think of that we haven't seen in a while is, like, a Blair Davenport. I know we kind of kind of threw out the idea of her being with the yeah. witches, but she hasn't been around for a while. Um, Stevie Turner, remember the streamer? She was just there, and then she disappeared for a while. Those are two women that I... That pop in my head, unless it's somebody oh, yeah. totally new that we haven't seen in NXT, you know, like ever. Maybe somebody, some new signing. Who knows? You know what? The Stevie Turner thing might make sense if NXT Anonymous is the one behind it, because it like sense, right? she's like all about the the streaming and the tech stuff and the internet stuff. So that could somewhat tie in. I, for whatever reason, I thought it was just Zoe Stark because she was the the resident baddie who's just beating people up and being mean. But now that you kind of say it, I just don't know, like trying to debut like a Blair Davenport would kind of be a bit of a like, oh, who? Like, sorry, what? Yeah, plus Why they already did the that, one? right? Like, she was already there and she kind of disappeared yeah. and came back. I'm just trying to think. Like, dude, maybe it's like some some women probably Cor- out there. Yeah, it's probably like going to be announced like it's Cora Jade or, or yeah, something like that. Like, I, I don't guess. know. But, but yeah, who attacked all these people? What's going on with ACLs and the Performance Center? That's the real culprit. The trainers and leg days. That's what's really hurting the staff down there shout All out right. to uh muggin he would a two dollar and 20 cents canadian super chat saying that blair davenport's been jumping them so he's convinced that it's blair okay. davenport it could be blair 
We then go to the Battle of the Joes. Joe v. Joe. Joe Gacy versus Joe Coffey. And this match has a stipulation. If Joe wins, <laughs> if, Joe, if Joe Gacy wins, his, his lads, the dyad, get a title shot. And if Joe wins, Coffee, they never get a title shot. So this is pretty funny and pretty cheeky because uh, everyone's kind of talking about, well, hey, these guys have like been publicly talking about how they wanted wanting wanting out of WWE and NXT. Yeah. And you would assume this can go only one of two ways here. But the match starts. Joe Joe Coffey, though, this is his return like match here to NXT and TV here. So uh, we get them kind of scuffling here. I will say Joe Coffey looks in great shape. But that can be also said for Joe Gacy, who I think is also been uh, hitting the gym and looking a lot better as well. Uh, these two go at it. Uh, Gacy hits him with a Uranagi early on for a two count. Um Coffee climbs up top and hits him with a top rope like drop kick, which looked pretty sweet. Uh, eventually, he's putting the boots to Gacy and hits the. I'm going to get this right. Best of the bells or best for the bells? Best for the bells. Rock for, the bells. For, for for the best of the bells. I want to think it's for the best of the bells. But as he goes to pin him, the dyad lads put one of his foot, like put Gacy's foot on the ropes. So the ref is like, "No, it's only a two count." But notices that they did it, so they're like, "Hey." You dyad lads, why don't you get out of here? So the ref is distracted and kind of looking the other way now when Ava Rain gets in the ring wearing some really tall platform shoes or something. She was taller than everyone else in this ring. And she says, uh, she just stares at Joe Coffey. And then before the ref turns around, she falls to the ground and pulling almost an Eddie Guerrero here. As the ref turns, she says, he hit me. He hit me. I can't believe it. He hit me. And as he's like, no, 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 I didn't do it. Joe Gacy runs the ropes, hits the upside down lariat and pins Joe Coffey. That means shoes off for Gibson, shoes off for James Drake, possibly. Next week, they get their tag team title opportunity. First of all, I love Eddie Guerrero, but I feel like I've seen this same spot at least four times in the last this month. Week? Like Kevin Owens did it, right? Like last night, like I've seen it. AEW, I'm pretty sure I've done it recently as well. So that's the first thing. Um, Ava, you know, on her dad's birthday, no less, doing this. And the only reason I know it's The Rock's birthday is my son told me. He's like, oh, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson's birthday. I'm like, oh. Dwayne's I'm like, birthday. Wow. I'm like, how do you know that? It's like, oh, they announced it in school. I'm like, what? They, like, announced it? <laughs> the, like, like, does The Rock have a contract with, like, elementary schools that his birthday's being announced? But that was an interesting fact. Good morning, children. Today is The Rock's birthday. Yeah, I mean, he's, what, future president of the United States. So I guess they got to start talking I about will, it now. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I, I uh, little known fact, I started out doing morning announcements when i was really young i was like yo the morning announcements suck why do they suck and my teacher said if you think they're not good then like why don't you do it and i was like yeah bet and then i was hilarious and then i did it for a long 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 time but i do remember that sometimes you'd like find things like hey today is you know national chimpanzee day or like hey today's the queen's birthday so i guess that's what it was like all the kids know the rocks yeah I guess that makes right. sense. So happy yeah. birthday, Rock. But uh, back to this match, I, I think they're going to put the titles on the dyad, right? Like, why else, why else go yeah. through all this and all the stipulations? I think they want to keep these guys happy. They don't want to lose them. They saw that they publicly kind of put them on blast. So it's like, you know what? We'll, we'll put the titles on you guys. Why not? You guys deserve it. 
Yeah, uh, I liked I liked them. I, I would love for them to win the titles. The storyline, the little thing earlier in the night, and I think also last week, was when Gacy's like, I'm going to do this for the dyads. And then yeah. they walk off. She says, yeah, but you have to do things for yourself. Right, that was a little I'm, interesting. Yeah, so I'm wondering if something happens. Like, does he stop them from winning the titles? Do they win the titles and then beat him up? Do they win the titles and then reveal like now nah, we were just acting emo and stuff because we wanted the titles yeah this is all they, our and they get the titles and then joe brings in like somebody else and they go after the titles for them um also ivy nile was kind of involved with this like she was watching backstage and she was like i'm sick of ava poss- you know keep interfering and she like kind of right. stormed off as well so you have that going on um Weird. but yeah definitely yeah, i definitely caught that as well where ava was telling him like you know you do, do it, for it for yourself, yourself. yeah do it for yourself so that's but we're getting the match next week they announced uh, the title match is gonna be they're not saving it for battleground they're doing it next week so it's kind of interesting yeah i mean the best thing about joe gacy winning a match is you get to hear that theme again so that was yeah. a plus but yeah next week I, I i'm for uh the dyads winning because as much as I used to not like Gallus, I think they have really stepped up, actually. I think this was a kind of poor spot for Joe Coffey to return at. Uh, I'd honestly, if this was kind of the plan, I would have had these guys called up uh, to fight some people on the main roster as another kind of unit. I think they would have been... Oh, yeah, I can definitely take. see that. Bring, bring them up, like a few with Imperium, like a few with the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, I can definitely see that down the line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that'll be next week. I want to see the Dyads win, and then afterwards they put on the scarves, they cut a promo, and they're back to being GYV. It was all a ruse. We see Sol Ruka. She's on FaceTime. She's uh, healing up her injury, uh, wearing a Mac Miller shirt. She's talking with Danny Palmer, who's got her debut up up next, really. And this is when Hank and Tank come into the the whatever she's doing. She's like doing stretches and yeah, like splits yep. and stuff. And they're like, Danny, Danny. And they're like, Hey, we're really excited for your match. Good luck tonight. And all the best, you know, souls watching at home. We're watching. And she says, thanks guys. That she goes to, to get ready. When Ebby walks in, who's this guy again? Oba Femi. Oba Femi. What did I, my spell check wrote Ebby. So Ebby? I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. Uh, Oba Femi walks in and they're like, Hey, you, you're going to watch her, her match. And he just like looks at them kind of grunts and then walks off. This guy's a beast. Can't wait to see him wrestle again. He, he put on a pretty great debut last week, but yeah, uh, Danny Palmer up next. I'm going to miss Sol Ruka. I'm seeing Megan in the chat. Some people on the chat saying, yeah, I hope she comes back. She's someone I still think will be a, um, a big deal and possibly a champion here in NXT in, in a year's time. Hopefully she recovers soon. Yeah. They could um, definitely use this like time away like to their advantage. They can like have coming soon promos and show all the highlights all the time. She hit the soul snatcher and all that and definitely build up her return as like a big deal. Um, it's just me or does Hank and tank. And I guess Danny is associated with them kind of come off like an attempt at like Brooks and, you know, Josh Briggs, like kind of the very similar vibes with like the, you know, the, the tough yeah. everyday man and all that, like kind of like, well, they're the security guards, right? Like, yeah. I guess, but even like with their gear and the way they come out, they're kind of like rugged and rough. They kind of seem like the same type that like even like on level up, they actually had a promo where they kind of were like doing the whole like finish each other's sentences type of thing. And I'm like, don't no. you dare, don't you dare do that. Wow. Um, but they're definitely giving me like the same type of vibes that that Briggs and uh, Jensen did when they first came up. But yeah, I guess it's association. I'm not sure what's going on with with Oba. He never came out and watched the match, so I'm not sure if he's going to be like <laughs> backstage just staring everybody down or whatnot. Imagine he did just stand there. It's like, yo, Oba, just watch it in the back with everyone else, man. It's fine. Uh, we see uh, a video from earlier today. I thought this match was happening tonight, but I was wrong. Eddie Thorpe is at the PC, and the cameraman's like, hey, Eddie, you know, uh, you've been here all day. It's, it's 
time for you to go home. And he's like, ah, I just always, I just always like being the last one here. And Damon Kemp walks in and says, Hey, Eddie, throw this out for me and throws his like water bottle his trash at him. And Eddie's like, you want me to throw your trash out? Excuse me. Like, well, who are you talking to? And Damon's like, yeah. Damon Kemp says, yeah, you heard me young boy. Just do it. I heard you like tearing down the ring and building the ring. So why don't you throw my, my, my trash out? And Eddie gets a little pissed and says, you know what? Why don't you have a match with me? And we'll really see. So uh, I guess we will get this match, but probably next week instead. But I like Damon Kemp with the new Japan young boy line there because uh, Eddie Thorpe, obviously coming from uh, new Japan before this and the dojo and all that. So yeah. Yeah. Damon Kemp hasn't even been there like a year yet. And he's already like calling other people <laughs> young boys. And it's, it's like, it's ironic, obviously like Eddie Thorpe, you know, uh, Carl Fred has been wrestling way longer than Damon Kemp. But the fact that he's like, you know, the rookie, the young boy. Yeah. Here. And obviously the new Japan connection with the young boy, you know, if you know, you know, type of thing. So definitely a uh, interesting segment here, but yeah, I guess we're going to get the match next week. We go to Danny Palmer making her debut against Tatum Paxley. I guess she didn't join the witches after all. She looks a bit dark though. She's got some like, yeah, definitely Black changed her look gear. a little bit. Like she's like not wearing as much like makeup, like eyeliner. I feel like she definitely like looked different when I first saw her. I'm like, oh, it took me a second to realize that's T- Tatum Paxley. Well, Danny Palmer's entrance is just her running into running into the stage, the ramp, doing flips and jumps and all sorts of stuff. It's high velocity right away. When the match starts, she's doing a bunch more of flips and handstands to evade everything that Tatum's trying to hit her with, countering moves. She does this crazy handstand backflip thing into a Huracan Rana, which is pretty impressive. But Tatum ain't not ain't got time for any of that shit. She starts putting the boots to her, hits her with this suplex for a near fall. However, Danny comes back and does these pretty impressive like roll-ups. Again, like uh, sunset flips and lots of flipping things and counters and very impressive. Eventually knocks Tatum down, climbs to the top rope and hits a frog splash, kind of like... The low down? I don't know. She did the whole like actual frog yep. movement thing that people do. So it's a Rana splash off the top for a win in her debut. Lots of flips. Not fit. No fists, just flips. Yeah, I've actually been impressed with Danny. She's been wrestling a while on Level Up. Her and Sol Ruka have you been teaming up? Obviously, we see the connection on TV. And I'm looking up her background. She's like a NCAA national champion in acrobatics and tumbling at Baylor University. Okay. So she definitely has like that experience of like, you know, acrobatics and whatnot. Um, so yeah, definitely good showing. And I, I love that finisher move. Like, you know, cause it was a frog splash, but with a little bit more, uh, I guess, Rana to it, but uh, definitely a good showing in her debut. Yeah. I think the, the frog splash definitely a little played out. At least she didn't do the Eddie shimmy like everyone else does. But like, I think cause we have Sol Ruka who's done a bunch of the flips and stuff and then having the cool move. She didn't have the cool move for a while first, right? So Danny's yep. still figuring that out. Yeah. But yeah, still still pretty impressive for a debut here. Lots of flips and once she can master turning those things into different moves and stuff, like, yeah, sky's the limit for sure. Yeah, I mean, so. who knows what she can do, right? She could probably like yeah. fill the void that Sol Ruka was with the whole, you know, fantastic acrobatics. Maybe she has something, like some Soul Snatcher move that we haven't seen yet that she's exactly. been working on that we might see in the coming weeks. Yeah. We go to Chase University. It's class time. We see the class is all in session, but Andre Chase is not there. He's not present. Thea's like, where is he? Where is he? Where's our professor? Mr. Chase is is never late. Where is he? And then all the students get a notification. They all look at their phone at the same time. Mr. Chase has canceled class. Oh, no. 
And they say it's all because of a man who shall not be named who attacked him last week, meaning what, Ron Breaker, yep. who hurt Andre. And, yeah, there's just not going to be a class here today. What, what are we going to do without a teacher? We can't have a class. And Duke Hudson gets a little thought. Light bulb goes off and goes, hmm, I have an idea. And Duke stands up. He takes charge. He stands at the podium in front of the class. And he goes, today, class, I'm, I'm going to be your teacher. And there won't be a, no pop quizzes here today. Pick up your pop quizzes. And rip them in half. No more pop quizzes ever in Chase U. And the class go wild. They say, yeah. And they go, Duke, 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 Duke. And Duke smiles, puts his hand on his face, and he's like, hmm, Duke University. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, Duke, it does. (laughs) Yeah, I got a little worried here when they said uh, Andre Chase didn't show up. Because last time somebody didn't show up to Chase University, uh, they unfortunately got released with Bodie Hayward. So I'm hoping this is more of a scenario where it's like Andre Chase comes back and then all the students are like, we kind of like Duke more. We kind of like, you know, know, that's when they start feuding over like who's going to run Chase U. is obviously where we're going to get out of this. Sorry, we're going to get another match where the stipulation is the, the school is on the line. And I think Thea might what side with who she gonna side with? She gonna side with, with Andre or with Duke? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. This is big for this storyline. Like Duke has always wanted to take over, and now he's finally done it. The class might be behind him. You know, he's that cool teacher, right? Yep. He's like, ah, you guys want to watch a movie in class mm-hmm. today? He's like that kind of guy, you know. So yeah, I think Frank uh, Frank in the BSK chat said he's like Mr. Belding's cool brother on Saved by the Bell. Kind of came right. in. Yeah, nobody's doing homework. Is that that, that type of a uh, thing? He can't. The Duke University though, I don't think he's gonna be able to trademark that. But um, we'll we'll see what's gonna happen between him and <laughs> Chase in a couple of weeks. He should wear the Duke. Like the school, yes, we're that everyone on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with space with the horns on it, that'll be great. But yeah, Andre Chase is gonna show up and be like, "Yo, what, what the fuck?" You ever had that though, where you had like a, your teacher, and then like you get the supply teacher, and you're like, "Oh, I know you're the fun one." Like everyone's oh, yeah. got fun teachers, right? So yeah, oh, I, I love this story. I love this storyline. I want to see him next week, like roll up the TV with the VCR, and he starts playing yeah. like, old like wrestling, like Sci- no, the science guy. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I guess they just play old wrestling at Chase U, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Because he was talking about the draft. Back in like 2002. I was He's like, like all right, what do you guys know about the draft in 2002? <laughs> funny, funny side story really quick. I was in my, in my, uh, I work in a mall and I'm like walking around and I'm just like, whatever. And I'm like on my break and I just look down and I look at like in one of the phone stores, Verizon. And there's like three guys just like randomly just put on the network and start watching like the WWE draft from 2005. And I'm just like, what? Who does that? Great year. Great year who, in wrestling. Who, who randomly just like throws on the draft? This is like a week before the actual draft, so maybe they're trying to get into the zone or whatever. But like it was kind of funny just randomly just put on the draft to start watching. I it. couldn't I couldn't tell you who got drafted in the 2002 draft, but I could probably, without cheating, remember some of the 2005 drafts. Uh Batista went to SmackDown, Cena okay. went to Raw. Yeah. Uh Christian went to Christian stayed on Raw? Oh man, I can't remember now. Maybe I'm not. I don't remember as much as I, I thought I did. But yeah, yeah. you got to go, go back and watch it. You got to take. A, gotta, I'm going to pop quiz you next week. You're going to have a pop quiz on the the 2005, 2005 draft. draw. <laughs> <laughs> the draft. Yeah. Wow. Uh, where were we? Well, we go to this Von, is an interesting segment. Yeah. Yeah. Von Wagner is with Mr. Stone, Bob Stone, next to him, and he's got a a baby pictures, a photo album here. 
and he's got uh, see i told you my dad was a was a wrestler and he's like see my dad wrestled at wembley stadium yeah SummerSlam, SummerSlam 92 i'm looking it up right now so it was the uh, beverly brothers against the natural disasters or earthquake and typhoon for the tag team championships that the beverly brothers did not win but yeah that was at wembley stadium and uh so he's talking about that, and he's like, see, like, my dad was a wrestler and this and that. And Bob, Bob Stone is like, hey, Mr. Stone's like, wow, you, your dad's a wrestler? I had no idea. And then says, hey, Vaughn, what are these pictures? Mm. And we see these baby pictures of Vaughn where it looked as if the, 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 the photos of when he was a kid, like, he had, almost had, like, stitches or Yeah, or he had, like, surgery chest tubes as well. Like, definitely, like, some stitching and some sort of, like, I was like, this, obviously, like, you would think it's legit, right? They wouldn't make yeah. something like this up. You wouldn't make something up like this. And no. Mr. Stone is like, hey, hold on a second, Braun. I want to, Vaughn, I want to look back at these. And he's like, no, 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 that's enough for today. And closes the photo album. And is like, no, 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 please don't look at these. And like kind of walks off. So it's, that's the segment where he's like, hey, I know you've been drafted because you're a free agent or whatever the Vaughn mm-hmm. Wagner thing is, but like people still need to learn more about you. And this was kind of the, the teaser at the end. Like, hey, uh, you know, this, these, the, these pictures must have been of Vaughn when he yeah. was a kid, right? That's what I'm assuming uh, yeah, all these it's, years it's later. Very interesting. So I'm guessing they probably wanted to draft him, right, to Raw or SmackDown. And then somebody must have found out about this or whatever the case is. And they're like, you know what? There's a lot of story to tell here. Let's uh, kind of finish this off. NXT, turn him, you know, baby. I mean, he has to turn babyface. It's this, like, sympathetic story of, like, this, like, baby that, like, went through some, you know, life-altering procedure, whatever the case is. Um yeah, this is really intriguing. Obviously, you don't know anything about this. and Maybe they're going to bring his dad into it and, and, you know, Wayne Bloom and maybe have him discuss it, whatever the case is. Um, but this is definitely intriguing uh, to go down this route. We really don't get, like, too much, like, personal Real. stuff, especially yeah. NXT. Um, so I'm really intrigued to what they're going to be doing with this. Yeah, like, like a f- segment ago is these people being like, yeah, no more pop quizzes, chase you, and you fake university. And then earlier there's the emo people, and then... Now this guy's like, yeah, I almost potentially died as a baby is where we're going to go with that. It's like, oh, man, we're going some real personal, serious thing here. Bring something real into it, which is not something they always do. So, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And I guess more on that next week because I don't think we'll see him draft unless they go with this story on the main roster and t- kind of tell his story. But, but yeah, it doesn't work if he's a heel, right? Yeah, I think they're, they're trying to, like, repackage him in some way and then – we know once he starts getting some momentum and people like know about this story that they're probably yeah. bring him up at that point. Well, it doesn't matter. Friday nights, Mondays, it'll always be come Tuesday here on up next. Ladies and gentlemen, shout out Von Wagner. We go to technically our main event of the night. There still is a segment after this, but our match here, the NXT women's tag team championships on the line, the champions, the witches, so Alba really Fire. really quick before we get to this. So this is the interesting thing. So on SmackDown, they drafted the NXT Tag Champions, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. So SmackDown, okay, obviously they got to drop the titles. Right then and there, as they showed at the Performance Center, like being drafted, you had Katana Chance and Caden Carter come up to them saying, we want to, before you guys go, we want to challenge you for the titles. So everybody's like, okay, they're going to obviously drop the titles. Then Raw comes along and Katana and Caden get drafted to Raw. So now we have a Raw tag team fighting a SmackDown tag team for the NXT Tag Team titles. So what the hell is going on here? Obviously, you know, there wasn't a title change, but it's like kind of interesting what's going on with the title situation. Yeah. So two teams that won't be here are fighting for the titles. Like, do you have any other teams? Like, if you say, okay, 
have no. another tag team fight. Of, no, you really don't. The only team I could have probably – like, there were other teams, and they all got injured. You had Sol Ruka and Danny Palmer. Sol Ruka got injured. Nikita Lyons was teaming up with yeah. uh, somebody I, at one point. She got injured. So, yeah, we really don't have that many tag teams in NXT right now. This could be the beginning of the end of the NXT women's tag team titles if you maybe yeah. look at it from a different uh, angle there. Uh, we get uh, Katana and Kaden – Early on, they're getting the best of the witches. They send them to the outside and hit double crossbody twisting planches to the outside as we go into commercial break. When we come back, the witches are in control, but then uh, Katana, finally, there's a tag in, and they hit this pretty cool-looking double-team, like, leg drop, moonsault combo splash for a near fall. looked pretty sweet. A lot of these moves will get them over on the main roster for sure. Uh, Vic Joseph starts uh, singing the Adams Family theme. Uh, I know he knew what he was doing, calling the witches spooky and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's then Alba Fire who's, who tags in and hits her Swanton Bomb off the top, but it's broken up at a 2.9 count. This was pretty great. There's then a series of roundhouse kicks. There's a code breaker on Isla by Katana. That looked great. There's then their neck breaker combo 450 splash, but Fire breaks it up just in the nick of time there. There's then Katana, who's somehow busted open. Lots yeah. of blood on this episode. She goes up top, and they're all they're all brawling in the ring at some point. Eventually, they hit a double Spanish fly, but Alba Fire kicks out of it. Eventually, they send, uh, I think it's Caden uh, to the outside, and then the witches hit the Gory Bomb Flatliner Combo, which the second I saw this move hit the first time, I knew this had to be their finisher. I'm so happy they finally are going with it because it looks great. The way she bends her back and then Isla kind of looks at the camera with the spooky face and then hits the move together. This is a cool double team finisher. And the witches retain the NXT titles and they are taking them to SmackDown. Uh, Pretty fun match. And again, both teams kind of proving that, hey, maybe we it was the right call for us to go up because there what other teams are there, which then leads me to believe, hey, maybe these titles get, you know, unified or something along those lines. Because there are no teams ready if these two teams leave NXT. But what did you think of the match? Yeah, the match was great. I, I love that finishing move. Um, they need a name for it, like Dawn of Fire or something along those lines. Um, yeah, Katana, the second person to bleed on here. I'm not sure exactly where that came from, but her nose no. play was busted up as well. Um, yeah, definitely you know, these two teams, like I said, they're only two teams in NXT right now, right? But yeah, yeah. I'm really intrigued, like, what they're going to do with this. Because they said on both Raw and SmackDown that the, the draft goes to effect the day after Backlash, which is Monday. So if that's the case, they can't appear on NXT anymore. I'm not sure, like, how if the NXT people still have those same rules and regulations. But um, yeah, I could definitely see a match down the line between uh, Dawn and Fire against, uh, what, Liv and Raquel and just do, like, a unification match for all the women's tag titles. And then maybe say whoever the women's tag champions are can appear on all three shows. Cause they've done that before when the women's titles, tag titles were first introduced, they could appear in all three brands. So maybe just do that. Maybe since, you know, they need more teams anyway in NXT, why not to have that be a stipulation where the women's champions can appear on all three uh, brands. Yeah, that could be it. The tight, the tag titles float around. Cause like there really isn't many teams in WWE and NXT for these women's titles. Yeah. So not really sure uh, what they do with it, but I'm I'm happy that these two got called up. Sorry, that these four got called up. Yeah. I've been watching them for quite a while, and you know, I, I do think it was about time that this happened. So I'm I got a little worried because before this, there was a backstage segment with Katana and Kaden, where like Katana was 
being like very over the top, like friendly. She's like, oh, give me a hug, this and that. Like, you know, we've been, it was a line like, you know, Isla and Albo have been together for four months. We've been together for four years. And then Katana's like, yeah, forever. And I'm like, uh oh, what's going to oh, happen here? Are they going to bring no, up this team? No, you should not. Before? No. I know. Once you say forever, I'm like, are they going to bring up this team? I'm, which would be like the worst mistake, right? Because these two, like, yeah. alone, I don't think will do anything as much as they could do together as a team. Yeah, don't don't split them up. Uh, at least right now, they they they'll both teams should be future WWE Women's Tag Team Champions oh, yeah. because like there's no other teams other than these two, really. We get a video f- with Die Jack. This is great because this guy is just like leaning into the ham and cheese of whatever this boss man gimmick ripoff is because he's got the baton and the nightstick at a desk in the dark. He's got a tape recorder. I don't know what that's from. Did he borrow that from scripts or something? I'm not sure what the tape recorder really comes into play. And he says, uh, uh, sorry, he's talking to Ilya. And he's like, Ilya, don't you know? Didn't you see what I did to you? I hurt you. And it shows him crushing the garage door on him. And he's like, you want to fight me even after I did this to you? That's just what I did to you outside the ring. Wait till I get you inside the ring. So they're teasing this match next week. Dijak versus Dragonov, which sounds like a bit of a banger. And I'm surprised. I thought they would stretch that out for the pay-per-view, which they still might. But yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised because what Battlegrounds like in what? Like in a month, three weeks, yeah, month. three weeks. Yeah. So it's like you, a lot of these programs you think are ready for like, you know, the PLE spot or whatever. But now we're getting them, you know, week by week. Um, yeah, Dijak and Dragonov are two guys that I expected to be called up. So I'm thinking again, is this another few that they want to just finish here? And then we'll eventually see like just a random debut from either one of these guys on either one of these shows. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this match. You know, stupid gimmicks aside. Dijak can still go, obviously, and putting him there with somebody like Dragonov, I think Dragonov is going to work really well against uh, somebody as big as Dijak. Yeah, absolutely. The match sounds great. I, I don't understand why they decided to just go, yo, you're boss man now. You're just big boss man. Just do that character. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. I guess that's what it is, but the match itself will be good, so I'll just be happy for that, I guess. We have a commercial for the press conference this Friday in Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny's going to be there. A lot of people are going to be there. Friday. Is, is that what you saw? Because I was watching the USA Network, like the website feed, and literally every other commercial was about Tiffany Stratton. It was like she literally was the face of NXT. And you That's just kept so hearing Tiffany Stratton like over and over again. I'm like, wow. Like <laughs> they're really pushing her on, at least on the, the network feed, like the actual website feed. Right. Yeah, I was watching a USA Network feed, uh, TV feed, and every break is uh, was the – it's not bad because they're using the the good, the bad, the ugly mm-hmm. theme. It's like a Modelo or a car commercial oh, yeah, yeah. or something. Course, I don't yeah. know. But they always use that theme. Sounds like Hangman's banger. Uh, we see Apollo Crews and Trick Williams. Trick is leaving. He's leaving NXT early, and so is Apollo Crews. Uh, and Apollo gives him some advice. He's like, yo, man, like keep doing it. I see what you guys are doing. And you're not just a mouthpiece. You got that match with Braun. I believe in you. Keep busting your ass, and it's going to pay off just like it did for me because I'm drafted. And yeah. yeah, like this is another case of them like really putting the spotlight on Trick and having somebody like Apollo who's been there for a while, obviously endorsing him. Um, yeah, they're definitely like definitely trying to do something with Trick. I don't know if it's like they want people to take him more seriously by having like talent like you know big him up or whatever the case is. But yeah, this is really interesting to have Apollo here. On his last day, he showed up on his last day. Unlike uh, you know Grayson Waller and a couple of these other NXT people that didn't bother to show up on their their last day to NXT. Yeah, true. We didn't get a Grayson Waller like video. I love how he did the shoey when he was drafted. 
Yeah, he had a, a blue shoe, so he did a bluey shoey. So I'm thinking, like, did he have a red bluey shoe just in case? A bluey shoey. I think who said that? Frank said that a bluey shoey. Um, but yeah, it made me think, like, did he have like one of each sneaker just in case he got on? He did. Off? Yeah, he did. That's I awesome. think he had a red one and a blue one just in case. So because apparently some of them looked legit where they didn't know. Oh right? yeah. Oh no, for sure. Like when yeah, they yeah. drafted um Isla and Alma, oh, they were like crying. they were totally crying. Uh, Andy definitely felt like she like was caught off guard by it as well. Grayson had like a really like passionate like promo. Uh, when he got drafted, he's like really like pissed off, but like in a, in a good like strong way. Um, but yeah, we didn't see him. We didn't see Pretty Deadly. Obviously, they're just gonna forget that Tony. We didn't have a follow up on that. We didn't have Tony yeah. Lee or or Stacks on here. Potentially um, murdered. Yeah. And, and Fire Frank wants me to make sure I credit uh, Dicky Bird. Of course, Dicky Bird is the one that to- uh, that made the the term bluey shoey. So shout oh, out yes, to Dicky Bird. Who, uh, and congratulations to Dicky Bird as well for being a yes. Product. Congratulations to our friend of the show, Dicky Bird, fam of the show. <laughs> Who uh, just made his family a little bit bigger? First, he had he got a horse. Now he has a baby. Can't see, like what a family. Can't be, can't be that. Yeah, can't be that. Yeah, shout out Dicky Bird. All the love to your family and the newborn baby. Uh, you should send. You should, I think it's Dicky. The reason the Leafs are doing so good because when Dicky was here, I got him a Leafs jersey. Maybe that's the reason. You just give Australian friends Leafs jerseys, and, and your teams will win. We go to the main part of this show, I guess you can call it. Indy Hartwell is here in the middle of the ring. And Indy looks a little unwell because she is wearing a boot. She is injured, yes, from that match last week. She has the NXT women's title and a microphone. She says that she's so happy to be here and so happy she's drafted. She's got a lot of emotions. She said she was a huge fan of NXT. And she was signed and got here when she was only 23 she starts bringing up the names like Bailey, Asuka, and legends she grew up watching. And she said, a lot of people doubted me. She said, even when I got here, people doubted me. And, well, I doubted myself until I found the way. She mentions Johnny, Candice, Austin, even Sexy Dexy. They all helped me, and we, we formed a bond. And not just with them, but with all of you as well. And basically gets a little emotional here and says that I am drafted. I'm injured, so I have to give up the NXT Women's Championship. It is now vacated, but there will be a tournament in the next few weeks with the finals kind of leading up to Battleground. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And as she goes to leave, she's like, I I just don't know. The only question now is I don't know how I'm going to get out of this ring in this boot. When Dexter Loomis slides under the ring and just stares at her, giving her the thumbs up. He gets awesome. up and helps her out of the ring and then holds her, carries her out like we've seen before, leaving the NXT women's title in the middle of the ring. And then when they leave, Tiffany Stratton comes out. She picks up the title, but then Cora Jade is there. The bird lady's there. There's all the NXT women's locker room clears out and they're all fighting over the women's championship as NXT goes off the air. Yeah. So a couple points to this. I, Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in the chat, but I don't think I saw Roxanne Perez in the ending sequence, unless she was one of the ladies outside. Like, I did not see her, which is an interesting name to leave out of this tournament if they do start this without her. Um, and then, like, it makes me think, like, did they, would they have drafted Indy if she wasn't hurt? Like, you would think they wouldn't, right? Like, she just became champion. Mm. She's just starting her run there. Maybe they figured this is a good out for her. It's like, okay, we can drop the title for her this way. It's probably better than the idea that they had. Maybe have her drop it into Cora or Tiffany, just like, you know, it's like a transitional champion. And they figured, okay, she's hurt. Let's draft her now. And, you know, she'll 
you know, rehab. And then when she comes back, she'll be refreshed on a brand new show while they, you know, put a champion on their show. So it makes me think that maybe it's a blessing in disguise that she got injured just as a way to call her up, you know, faster than they were anticipating. Yeah, it's it's possible that they're like, okay, well, we know we want to bring her up anyways. Let's just do that. Yeah, I, I, maybe it did have a, a factor into it. I'm not really sure, but uh, eventually I would like to see her pair with Candice uh, oh, in yeah. a way and stuff like that. At least go off that. It definitely clicked before. It will click again. So I mean, they're not doing anything else with Johnny, right? It's like you might as well put him with a popular faction that definitely can get people talking on Raw. Yeah, poor Johnny. I mean, like, just hasn't been used the way... We all thought, well, some of us thought this would be the yeah. way that they would use him, but I still have hope. Still have hope. We need Andrade to come back. We need the rematch. So one the two time, one more people time. that they, they really focused on were, were Tiffany and Cora. Can you see that being the finals for this match at Battleground? Really, with before this segment, before all they came before all the, the women came out, I thought that we were gonna go with Roxanne versus yeah. Cora Jade or something. I mean, Tiffany seems like the big one now. Like she seems like the most ready outside of a, a Tiff, uh, sorry, a, a Cora or a Roxanne, but I yeah. don't know. What do you think? We got to see who's in this tournament. Maybe this mystery yeah. person that's been attacking everybody that could be like a true. surprise in this tournament and they could possibly win it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'd, I'd say Tiff has the most heat going in. Like you said, they play your promo every uh, commercial. On you, know what I, you know what I want to see? I want to see NXT do what AEW did. You know how like nobody knew about Roger Strong and he just surprised everybody and showed up. I want to see somebody from AEW that we haven't seen for a while just randomly show up. It's a long shot, but imagine like a Chris Statlander just randomly shows up at NXT and she's like, whoa, she was because AEW doesn't tell you when people like get released or like, you know, contracts right. end or whatever. It's doubt it's going to happen somebody to the, to the level of Chris Statlander, but it'd be pretty cool to see somebody like jump ship from AEW to, to NXT that has a, a name behind them. Well, it won't be her because she's gearing up for her return oh, yeah, of course, right now, of course. right? Yeah. 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 But like somebody like along the lines of that, like somebody who haven't seen like you know a Mercedes Martinez, like I doubt she's going to come back. But who knows? That could be a name. Is uh, is Statlander still doing the alien gimmick? I think she like kind of like shed that. I want to say like she's so still I can was, steal like, little... it. Yeah, you can steal. You want to be a Braillean? <laughs> <laughs> You're all my Braillians out there. there <laughs> Shout <we go>. out <laughs> my Braillians. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about uh, the women's tournament. I do think it will go to TIFF because I don't see anyone else really having the juice. I don't really know what's going to happen to NXT after the next little while because if yep. you did pull 18 names off this show, a lot of them, a lot of the other people, yeah, it's like a good opportunity to stand up and step up, but a lot of people are not ready. As we see NXT, like you sink or swim, and it's on TV. Whether you sink or you swim, everyone sees it, and people don't forget. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's still like a, a lot of names. Like I'm looking right now at the performance center, people that haven't even debuted like on Level Up, let alone NXT. But yeah. somebody who's definitely stood out to me that's been on a uh, Level Up is Lola Vice. Uh, I know she's like a former oh yeah MMA big fan. Fighter. She's been teaming with like Electra Lopez lately. Like it's a tag team. They have like Latina Heat. They call themselves. Put the strap like, they, on her. Yeah, I feel like she's a somebody who could definitely be called up. We're not called up, but somebody who could be moved up from level up to NXT pretty soon. But you're just looking right now, like a, a Luca Crucifino. He's definitely going to be on NXT. Like you know, you like got a sneak peek with him somehow a couple weeks yeah. ago. I'm not sure how you pulled that, but I could definitely see him being like a a face. A Miles Bourne is another name as well that's been on level up that we really haven't seen. He's um, there's great, definitely yeah. there's definitely names that we haven't really seen on NXT proper that um are just kind of in the performance center and. Like I said earlier, they could possibly sign a bunch of indie guys that um, are just kind of like out there right now. 
Yeah, I know you watch Level Up, and like you, you just named a lot of people. So you'd say Lola Vice is up next, kind of there. Yeah, uh, Lola Oba Vice. Femi. Yeah, Oba Femi, Miles Bourne. Those are definitely. There's a guy named Kale Dixon who's been pretty good. He's been teaming up with a uh, Javi, a big body Javi. Uh, he's been definitely standing out as well. Um, but yeah, there's definitely those are definitely some of the names that I can see being. You know, obviously we have the room now with 18 people leaving, so I could definitely see the transition rather sooner than rather than lately. Yeah, one of the biggest like NXT halls really in in ever of how many talent and names went up. Uh, but that was NXT. What were some some lowlights and highlights? Because I'll tell you, the highlight was that JD and Dragon Lee match. Holy man! Yeah, that was definitely probably one of my top matches. I'm going to see all week for sure. Um, that stood out. I did like the opener. I wish they would have got a little bit more time between um, Wesley and Drew Gulak, but that match was definitely good. Um, Axiom and Scripps. You know, you know, we joke, but that match actually was pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah, it was. What, yeah, intrigued what they're going to do with 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 the maskless Scripps. Um, intrigued the whole Von Wagner situation happened. There's a lot of like interesting little things, but this is what happens, I guess, when uh 18 people get drafted. We kind of have to start these new stories going into the the new season of NXT. I guess you can call it. Yeah, I actually really like this episode. That when you when you have short little matches that are pretty good, I'm usually happy. But when you do that and then have one that had time, that had story, that had some really good, uh, some meat, if you will, in it, and I, I really stole the show for me. And then of course Duke Hudson possibly taking over Chase U. Brooks and Jensen are still together. They're not beefing anymore. Like I'm just a happy camper watching this episode of NXT. So there was witches. You know, I'm just I'm just happy. It was just a, a fun, fun episode. Uh, we do have some feedback. I would advise people to check out the Poison Rana Facebook page. There's a, a page you can like, and then it takes you to the Facebook group. We'll let you in there. And uh, we read your feedback and your comments and questions, and we will do that right now. But, of course, as I had it loaded, it uh, stopped. I can start uh, here. So yeah, we go can for start it. with uh, with Sean here. Says the opener between Wes and Gulak was a bit on the short side, but they did great work in the time they were given. Dragon Lee versus JD was fire. The women's tag title match was also excellent. Even Axiom versus Scripps was great. A lot of intriguing storylines going on too. My guess is that since NXT is currently out of women's tag t- teams, that the NXT titles will eventually be unified with the main roster titles. So me and Sean are on the same page here. Tyler Bate entering the North American title picture creates all kinds of potential. Heel Braun continues to come together nicely. The GGJC match wasn't the best but the story they're telling is a good one. Hopefully it gets the payoff it deserves, and we get a great debut from Danny Palmer. Tatum Paxley didn't look bad either. Plus, is HBK going to make me like Von Wagner? Indy capped the night off with an emotional send-off promo and the announcement of a tournament to crown a new women's champion. Sign me up. Let the march towards battleground begin. All right. Thank you, Sean. And we go to Megan, who writes in, a lot of things are changing down in Florida. On one hand, I figured the women's tag titles would end up in some kind of... uh, Chincancery, what chincanery? Chicanery, yeah, mugging, pulling, pull, pulling out the vocab, uh, the, vo- the vocabulary here on us. The yeah, Megan, t- write like a normal person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always, he's like him or Jesse from the Six, always using words I've never heard of. Before. You know what? He, he teaches me a new word every time, though. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. be too upset about mugging. I'm just, uh, I'm just upset. I'm dumber than you, Megan. That's it. I think, he, I think he's doing that on purpose. He's like, Let, what word can I trip up Braden on this week? Yeah, Jesse from the Six does that on our Patreon shows every time, and it's like he's doing it on purpose. Uh, continuing with Megan, I'll try to read this, Megan. I'm sorry. Uh, he says, uh, Chance Carter, Fire, and Don came through with a low-key banger of a send-off. My gut tells me that a unification is in the cards, and quite frankly, it's the right move. Okay, yeah, same. I got yep. the same vibe. 
Dragon Lee versus Mick. Don't Google me. Stole this episode. It was takeover level, and Lee loses nothing as he segues into a program against Noam Dar over the Heritage Cup. I'm glad James and Jensen love story is over. Jensen matured quite a bit. Um, finally, the the best save for last is indie wrestling got to close the book on her time in NXT in a moving farewell. Dexter showing up to carry her out brought the feels. And now open season as the women's title is vacated. As far as who de- who done it, mystery goes. I bet Blair Davenport is behind those attacks. She hasn't been seen in eight months. Yep. So maybe whoever's the attacker is put in this tournament too. I think so. And we end off with Mr. Fire Frank, the reigning, what, thousand days as BDE champion? I feel like he's up there with like Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's beat Roman. He's ahead of Roman. He's ahead of Hogan. He's not quite San Martino, but you know. All right, so I got to make a cage match profile for Fire Frank so we can keep track of his <laughs> wins and title reigns. But he says, is Davey okay, or did he get a visit from Stax and Tony? Index forever. Shout out Booker T, always talking about sharks. Pour one out 18 times and also another two times for Dark and Dark ele- Elevator. Or I think you meant to say Elevation. <laughs> and uh, one more for Scripps' mask. Yeah, we, we, we have to pour out for all these things we're losing We're here. pouring Dark, out a lot. Yeah. Here, uh, yeah. See you next week. Yes, Frank, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone writing in and everyone listening, everyone in the YouTube chat as well here on the post wrestling feed and you, Mr. Sino evil. Thank you for jumping on. You're always here to hold the fort down. Always appreciate you and love listening to all the shows that you've been doing over on the poison Rana feed and all the work you've been doing on the post wrestling website, because uh, anyone can uh, write, results and talk about results but you definitely know how to to give it with a good little spin and recommendations and stuff like that so i tip my hat to you good sir and i love to see uh you killing it in all those types of forms and stuff and you you kind of mentioned you're doing stuff with cage match as well now yeah, so i don't know like, what that literally is literally as i watch these shows you know i'll just update the the results and so whenever you see the match times that we're reading i'm probably the one putting those in there um but yeah amazing I'm, yeah i've been helping them out for years so i figured why not help them out a little bit more as much as i can um you know i'm a man of many hats i guess you could say uh, some yes. people think i only wear hats but uh today i'm actually not wearing one ironically there you go but yeah shine the dark i'm actually in, you know even though Dark is gone, I'm still talking about all these other shows. Impact Wrestling, uh, Trinity just debuted there, uh, the former yeah. Naomi, so I'm sure she'll be having a hell of a run there. Um, Ring of Honor, you know, Gringo Loco's been tearing it up with the Kingo and Blake Christian this week, so he's kind of having a nice little run in Ring of Honor. Uh, MOW, that's a thing. Uh, talking about that as well. Woman of Wrestling, obviously, NWA. Uh, Level Up, we're talking about all the future stars. Main events where random NXT people like to wrestle, like Cora Jade and Joe Gacy were there last week. And uh, whatever happens with AEW, you know, they come out with another show. I'll be talking about it. And if it, any there recommendations, you if you guys want something covered that you don't hear anybody else talking about, you know, sh- shoot me a message. I'll be sure to watch it. Absolutely. You're the, the wrestling sponge. You're a completist. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone has watched every little thing as much as you have. As much as people are like, oh, I watch Raw every week. I watch Dynamite every week. I watch SmackDown every week. Yeah, well, do you watch Level Up? Do you know what happened on this? Like, you, you know everything. So uh, hats off to you, good sir. And thank you for joining me on here as always. And I know we'll be doing podcasts. I know you'll, ha- you just did a what up dough with B over on our free feed on Poison Rana. And that's an awesome show. So I can't wait for next month's already. Uh, that's become my favorite, but let the people know where they can find you. Yeah. I'm at Cena Weevil on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the same handle, C-N-O-E-V-I-L. And uh, if you guys have any recommendations for any virtual reality stuff, I'm just learning this stuff. That's my same name on there as well. So definitely find me on there and we can go to, 
virtual reality together. I'm watching some wrestling. Watch Backlash. Let me know where I can watch Backlash uh, this uh, Saturday on on the VR. Yeah. La- before we go, predictions for Backlash here. Bad Bunny and and uh, Damian Priest in a in a San Juan street fight. Yeah, I think Bad Bunny has to win. I feel like we're going to get everybody involved, the entire LWO, the entire Judgment Day. I'm really intrigued with this Rhea Ripley-Zelina uh, Vega match because, I mean, everybody's saying Zelina has no chance, but Rhea's on Raw with the SmackDown Women's title, and Zelina's on SmackDown. So it makes sense of a oh. title Zelina, but is it going to happen? If you're going to do it anywhere, it's got to be Puerto Rico. That pop, if Zelina wins, even if it's like a one-day reign and she like drops it, like, whatever, in the next episode of SmackDown. Um, but, like, you know... That would be pretty cool. I can honestly see that happening, but is it going to happen? Probably not. Cody and Brock, I think Cody has to win. Um, but yeah, the card's definitely shaping up. Is you know, oh, oh my God, Bian- uh, Bianca Belair and Eel Sky, like that match yes. is insane. Yeah, I can't wait. That's the one I'm waiting for the most. Obviously, I am intrigued by Cody and Brock. You know, first time ever matches, always it's always exciting. But uh, Bianca and Eo, like Eo, finally having a pay per view match on her own title match. I don't expect her to win, but I expect her to show up. So. I always say EO it doesn't quite sound the same, but I'll say it for these kids who never knew EO sky gets me high. And I can't wait for that match. I see Bianca beating her though. Yeah. I'm just excited for this crowd. Like in Puerto Rico, I'm sure they're going to be wild and crazy, you know, put the chocolates in the air, like for, for <laughs> Ray or something. I'm sure they're going to do something like that, but um, I'm definitely yeah. excited for this show. Any, any time they're like in a different, uh, whether it be London, whether, well, maybe not Saudi Arabia, but when they're outside of the, the normal U.S., um, do it more. Yeah. Have a show in Arena Mexico. Have a show in the Tokyo Dome. Like, be the world wrestling entertainment that you name yourself. You know, go out there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I told you we were, we're going to be reviewing the last time WWE was in Puerto Rico, which was 2005. And, like, the crowd are crazy. The card was terrible. There's two injuries on the show. The card Mavens in a match. Like, the, the pay-per-view, I mean, you get to hear his theme, but the network dubs it, so it's not even worth that. But like the crowd just eat it up because it's like, wow, it's wrestling here. And we never had that. But now it's going to be in a stadium. It's going to be even crazier and bigger. So, yeah, I am yeah, pretty hyped for, for the show. And I just love Bad Bunny. Dude is, dude's killing it. He's with the Kardashian. He's at the Met Gala. He's like number one on everything. And yet here he is wrestling. It's like, you would what? Think he, ha- he has to perform, right? Is he going to perform himself he to the ring? To. He has to do something, right? That's the craziest steeze ever. If this guy comes out performing himself to the ring, like that's nuts. If he, yeah. if he pulls that off, that would be some badass stuff. So yeah, I'm really hyped for that. Uh, this, this show uh, coming up, it's got some matches and just, a, it, it seems like it'll be a lot of fun and a good vibe to watch, but. Yeah, Backlash this Saturday. Me and Davey will be back on Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. live on the Poison Rana feed on the YouTube. Uh, audio up later there. We will be covering Backlash, giving our thoughts and everything else going on in the world of wrestling. So go follow Poison Rana. Again, poisonrana.ca for all the links there. And Rowena Dynamite for the big announcement with Post Wrestling and Poison Rana. Can't wait to tell you guys. You, you don't You don't even know. What's coming? You don't. I, myself, Brain Harrington. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at the D. Follow Poison Rana on Twitter, Instagram, at Poison Rana Pod. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And go, Leafs. Go. Uh-oh.